Welcome to this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast on this, I forgot, 19th of January, 2022. Uh, yeah, sometimes folks all these days uh, like go run together, so excuse me if I don't know Wednesday from Friday. Uh, this is, of course, 80, episode 807 of the Real Deal Podcast, NFL Week 19. Uh, yes, week number 19, uh, of course, the wild card weekend, the first week week of the super wild card weekend. Uh, I'm always, as always, I'm joined by one Robert Sapp. Mr. Sapp, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing really well. Glad to be here with you. Yeah, it, it was a great weekend for both of us. <laughs> Even though my team is not in it, it still was a great weekend. Uh, especially on Sunday, um, and we'll certainly get to that. But we are going to get to, uh, as always, who won the week and for the second straight week. Oh, it's back had, to back. It has it, yeah, back to back, back to back. It has, I, you know, I flirted with the ideal of the 49ers. You <laughs> I'll have many flattering things to say about you on that, but you would have been crazy to do that. You know who won the week. They, that, no, well, no, but I, I so you I, that right. would have been that would have been a very selfish and emotional decision. <laughs> and as I've gotten older, uh-huh. I've tried to uh-huh. separate myself from selfish and emotional decisions. So I went with the right choice and the clear right choice, right choice. And the 49ers did have a great weekend. They, they but they were the only road team to uh they were the only team road team to win, which is, you know, no no small feat. Um but the the best team in the playoffs, the best team this weekend in terms of performance was clearly the Buffalo Bills. Um 47-17 and it frankly was not that close uh to say the least. It really wasn't. Um a historic performance as far as efficiency and domination. Now, it, there have been teams that have scored more points, sure. sure. There have been teams that have won by more points, absolutely. You've seen mm-hmm. that. All that. But when you don't when you don't punt the ball, when you don't kick a field goal, when you don't even reach fourth down, and when you can yeah. score on your first seven possessions. All that is true. That is that's that was a story that was historic had never been done before. Um, you your quarterback has more completion, more touchdowns yep. than incompletions. He did uh, sixty yards rushing. Yeah, five touchdown passes. Yeah, so all the boxes were checked, mm-hmm. not once but twice, <laughs> in terms of uh, just a efficient offensive performance. Mm-hmm. And um, again, it was dominant to say the least. Um, it kind of, you know, I kind of compare your team to like Neo in the Matrix. Uh oh, like where this is going? And I thought because I, th- I was thinking about this today, and we 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 talked Saturday. Uh, we we talked briefly on Saturday after, uh, right right after the game. You had your thoughts. I had my thoughts. I was. I was. And. And I was, you know, at first I was like, hey, this was just a case. This was, to me, a case, a matter of a team just 
finding it just this was a case where you know skill it was about the skill that you guys turned into a game of skill and talent and the Patriots of course could not once you guys matched their physicality it was no contest it was no contest because there was no way that they could match your skill or physicality or your skill or your talent nope they got real cold that's what they did and they got cold yes they 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 were real cold after they got punched in their mouth <laughs> but getting back to the Matrix uh, analogy, you know when we when we first saw Neil, and I'm talking about the Matrix One. I don't give a shit about the rest of the 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 yeah, the, no, the talk about that. Nope, Nobody, nope. just we the first, all, just the first, the first one, the original, the first one, the real one. Yes, <laughs> just the, just the real the real one, which is the first one. You know, Neil was getting his ass kicked in the beginning. He was getting his ass kicked. He didn't quite, but we knew that there was something that was, that Morpheus was, was we knew something was within to, that Morpheus was trying to unlock. We knew this. And it was just a matter of time. And it took, you know, roughly two hours, however long we was, to unlock it. But once it was unlocked, you know, Agent Smith didn't have a chance. At all. And the Patriots are, have been, are Agent Smith. They have been. And they have been. And we look over these, the better part these last two years. You've met five times. You've won four of them. You have. And three of them you've won rather handily. Yes, we have. Now, if you're a Patriot fan, you want to you want to toss aside last year, COVID. They had guys opt out. Okay, no quarterback. Okay, cool. This year you met three times. Yep. Two of them. They didn't belong. They seemed like they didn't belong on the same field with you. Yep. And the one game they did win was, let's be honest, they got some help from the weather guys. The windstorm. It was a windstorm, yes. It was a windstorm. It was a windstorm. Yeah. And, and to their credit, they took advantage of it. That's what good teams do, to their credit. Sure. To their credit. But once everything was close to being equal, oh. from that standpoint, it Shot was it's, it's not it's not close. It's not. So that's a, that's that was what I took away from it. Once you, again, once the, once the Bills met that what met the Patriots level of physicality, they didn't even have to exceed it. But once they were able to meet that, this game was over. Uh, what are your thoughts? Okay, all right. Um, I am not going to touch on what you said because everything that you said was perfect. It was everything that happened in that game and that can never ever be unwritten um i'll talk more about what this means as in terms of bill's fandom patriot fandom and then what this means overall to the afc um in particular uh to bill's fandom uh I'll speak personally on this one. I didn't know I needed this game until the game happened. Um, And I mean that because um, there was always the big, bad Bill Belichick in the back of my mind. This goes all the way back for me, you know, Super Bowl 25. Um, The big, bad Belichick. Belichick. He has some type of plan. He's going to have some type of plan to to deal with this and it's always there and then this game happened and it was so obvious for the entire world 
to witness that Bill Belichick has nothing for Josh Allen. Not one single solitary solution. Um, I, as you know, um, I revel in um, in the defeat of, of my opponents, particularly Patriots fandom. So I've been immersed um, in in Patriots fandom so much that my phone now pulls up all pa- everything like that. I've been immersed in it. And so one of one of kind of like the old school Patriots had, old school radio had, um, who charts, who have charted games over over decades, um, says on 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 average, um, he will chart um anywhere from 10 to 20 positive plays and 10 to 20 negative plays on average in a Patriots game. Um, he said in this game, he char- he charted 13 positive plays and 47 negative plays. My goodness. Um, there was nothing. And you're 1,000% correct. The only minuscule minute hope that they had was that they could muddy the game up early and keep it close and once that wasn't even an option it wasn't even an option and so now i take it to the patriots fandom where um the best part of this victory is that they know it there are no excuses i haven't heard one excuse as a matter of fact they're at war with each other over which part of their team to fix the most, the defense. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Or the yeah. offense. Yeah, they are. I heard that. I heard a lot of that. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so we messed them all the way up. And that's yeah. that's what makes this even better. Is that is that um whatever illusions they had about where their team was. It was clear they are light years behind that. And not only that, is that the number one threat to them doing anything in life from this point on is Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. They got to stop that guy, period, end of story. So whatever illusions, whatever things you're holding on, they're not Peyton Manning. Nope, you got to give it all of your attention, and then that's probably not even enough. And that's the most disheartening thing. Um, in terms of the AFC, um, this is, uh, I, I don't think this surprises teams that scout the Bills and have played the Bills, right? Most of the teams ahead of us, we, we faced many, many times before, both the Chiefs and the um, Titans. Um, the Bengals will be the only, only outlier there. Um, and so I think the teams have the healthy amount of respect. Um, I, my sense of the team is that they needed to believe that. And what the fandom had been clamoring for all year, the pundits jumped on it as well as the Bills had more national games, was the consistency of way the team was playing. And not that they weren't getting enough wins, because they were stacking enough wins to be playoff contenders, but the consistency in which and way they played was the thing that was most frustrating. 
I was waiting for them to put an entire game together. We all waiting for them to put the entire game together. Right. I didn't know when it looked like the numbers on the team suggest this. Like we're top five offense and a top five defense. Actually, right. we're number three offense yes. and a number one defense. Yes. It suggests the numbers suggest we the should metrics. be dominating. Yep. But what I was seeing on the field was not that until Saturday. So I think teams had a healthy and the AFC had a healthy amount of respect. Now it's on tape that what the A game is. And now as a team and opponent in AFC, you have to think about the A game. And can you match that A game? So I right. think that's I think that's a that's a big deal. The last thing that I say, um, what I saw. And believe me, I watched this game so many, many times. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there were these five <laughs> rewatches. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. So many, many times. <laughs> I saw on probably the fourth rewatch, who knows, um, was um, I witnessed the full capability of our offense. Meaning, I won't go as far as to say we were holding back this year, but it was frustratingly um, inconsistent in what it deployed. What I saw against the Patriots were they put everything out there um, offensively and defensively as well. Um, but that was more reactive to the Patriots. They put everything out there offensively. And so what that says to me is they want the Chiefs defensive plate to be very full this coming week because they put everything out there on tape of what they were capable of. And so even in that whooping, there was enough time to start to figure out that, hey, we're way better than this team. We can actually start doing things to give us a psychological advantage over the next thing. And I think that's what championship teams really start to do. And this is the Bills team I was waiting to believe in, in terms of being able to even start saying championship around them. That was a championship performance. Yeah, no, I mean it. It was again. It was one again one of the great offensive performances in a playoff game that you'll ever see. Like you can't play better offensively. Like you just can't. Like getting and hitting a team right in the mouth. Like that was some. We've seen those type of performances in you know Super Bowls and uh, you know when we were growing up. Yeah. <laughs> when, yeah. when 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 the 49ers yeah. and Cowboys used to destroy. The thing the team. that makes this special, surreal, and I will tell you it. It was discombobulating watching it over again, like the first couple of times, the first couple of times I watched it, realizing, wait, I do have to pay attention to this drive. Because every game, even high scoring games, there are drives that just don't go anywhere, right? Right. Um, for whatever reason, penalty, whatever. Being like, I have to pay attention because we score every single time. That's what sets this game apart. I've never witnessed, personally witnessed a game where the team scored every single <laughs> time they had the ball. Not an NFL game. I can say that for certain. For certain. I haven't witnessed it. No. Um, uh, maybe there was one, but I just haven't hadn't witnessed that um, firsthand. So that was my first NFL game seeing that. That was out. It was it, it was wild and continues to be wild to even think about a stat that people were throwing out just really quickly that you didn't mention. That's just wild is the Bills gained the maximum amount allowable 
in a game, meaning they could not get any more yardage because they scored every <laughs> time they had the ball. There was literally no more yards to gain in that game. That's insane yeah. to think about. Yeah. Yeah, no. That. <laughs> That's insane. How – I mean – how do you not, as an offensive unit in those meetings, aren't just popping by saying, what do you say as coaches? Really, what do you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you scored every time. You scored every time. And surreal, those first four drives weren't just like – those first first four drives were 80-yard drives. They made it earn it. The game didn't break open. When the game broke open or when they were – just completely waxed and done. The score is thirty-three-three. Yeah, it was I, no, it was it was no, it was done. You know, it was done. Nah. Four, it was done. Fourteen. Nah. Yeah, fourteen. Nothing. It was done. Um, Proudest Bills game I've been a part of. Yeah, Proudest, yeah, personally. yeah. Nah. That's, that I mean, that's saying that's saying a lot. Because this is the know. last thing I'll say. Um, I and I said this to my brother. I have never walked away from a Bills game. With nothing to complain about. Never. Never ever. Never ever. You know the type of fan I am. I I always see something wrong. Always. I had no complaints in this game. Zero. This is the most satisfying of satisfying games I could ever witness. Satisfying. Yeah, I mean, you talk about those drives. Um, They made you earn it. Um, Again, and we talked about this a little bit on Saturday. I, I just think that they that first game there there's something it was a switch. Yeah, it was that it that was. first game it brought out again whether it was mental toughness, physicality, intangibles, something changed with your team in that first game. Um, and outside of the Atlanta game, Josh Allen has been you know spectacular um, since then, and the team is you know going undefeated. Um, they're not undefeated because they lost. Then they lose to they lost to Tampa Bay. But even that Tampa Bay game, the second half, you know, second half. yep, yep, the second half, you saw like, oh, this is like, okay, okay, this is this is a team that's you know could beat anybody on it with their with their A game. And Tampa, Tampa's defense had nothing for Josh Allen. Todd Bowles in that second half had nothing uh, once the, once he got unleashed. So that has been the switch that we've been waiting for. They yeah. got to know how good they are. Yes. Yeah, no. It was. I mean, listen. It was beautiful football to watch. It, it really was. It was. It just. You know. Yeah. You go out, go out blazing. Don't go out scared and timid. Right. Right. I'm fine with that as a fan. Yeah. No. I'm it, fine with that. You throw was, your best out there. They're better. That's hey. That's that's what competition is. Yeah. No. It. it no. It was definitely. It was beautiful. It was definitely beautiful to watch. Um. Yeah, I got. I was into. I got into a lot of Patriot stuff uh, <laughs> with the podcast and uh, some of the. Uh, they're hurting, you know. Are, even even with hug. the media, so they need a hug. They're hurting. The media. There were they're some media people. I don't. Did you hear the Michael Holly rant? Did you hear? <laughs> did you hear his rant? No, about I did. About the Bills. Oh yeah, it was funny. No, I did. Basically, oh, basically about the Bills being yes. still. He's still. He's still in denial. About yeah. the, bills. Oh, the bills are not I that think good. I did hear this. I did hear this. Yeah, one. yeah. They're not good, right? They're not. Yes, good. yes. They're not that good. They're not that good. Yeah. Yes, I did. And I did. I was like, oh, we short, we short circuited his brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 
you know how to go. They're horrible, but we're we're more horrible. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> like, yeah, okay. that's that's it. That's just you're just going to die on that hill. Like even even the guy that was working with him was like uh, Josh um, Allen is Josh Allen's a pretty talented quarterback, and it was just like. <laughs> We, sure do, we did. Like I, look, I can deal with the the I can deal with the radio uh, announcers. The people I can deal with the homers who announce the games per se. The radio, the broadcasters who call the game. I I can deal with them because they they get paid by the team. You know, you know. I mean, they on you if you watch the league NBA pass. It's you know, it's 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 commonplace. But I I, I can't deal with it. It's hard to deal with the. Sports talk host, newspaper guy. That's a homer. That that's that's tough. It, it it's it's because because you are there's a level of objectivity that you're supposed to have in terms of making assessing uh, a game or assessing a team. And, I, and, and when you say some dumb shit like that, I can't I can't take you serious. Like I'm like, come on, man. Like really. My my thing is, you're not acknowledging reality. That's just no, exactly. You're not exactly. acknowledging reality. It's it's one thing. Like, we're all used to it. When close games and all that, you have a million excuses. The yep. ref, the da-da-da, this yep. play, that, the that, the that, whole bunch, all excuses in the world, those games. When a team beats you by 30 and never <laughs> punts, never thinks about punting the ball, um, it's got, I like that, not, you got to admit that team's better than you, right? You got to say it at that point in time. Yeah. Like they're yeah. just better. Yeah, yeah. Then you move on to the offseason stuff, but to to sit there and 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 to say the team that just beat me by thirty and we couldn't stop at all is horrible. And that quarterback that just went twenty four for twenty five, three hundred eight yards, five touchdowns, sixty yards on the ground. 384 total yards, 80%, 157.9 QB rated. That quarterback's not good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There might be games you can say that, but that's not the game. No. No. That's not the problem. No. Um, you just you just applaud and move on. Next topic. Yeah, I, was, I think I, I think like a lot of the Dallas, I will clearly be able, I will say those words. So I yes. get it, but you have to admit. Like a lot of the losing teams this weekend, I, I think that the Patriots more than likely, more than likely, maxed out in terms of what they were this year and how far they were they were going to go. Absolutely. Um, they had the high point with the six game winning streak. We all was like, whoa, you know, what could what could this lead to? But then, you know, like you like you said last week, the cream is going to rise to the top. Yeah. A rookie quarterback is a rookie quarterback. Yeah. Um, no rookie quarterback has ever led a team to a championship, yep. to my knowledge. Yep. Um. And then even off of the quarterback, I mean, just that we both have dived a little bit deeper. I think that's the soul searching that is messing with them is they got to look hard at that defense. Yeah. Yeah. They got some, I mean, they got some age on that defense. Yeah. I mean, Jamie yeah. Collins, Hightower, the news are not, the news are old. <laughs> also kind of how that defense is built. We look very quick. They did yes. not. Yes. No. They they pride themselves on the on you know the oversized yep. classic linebackers yep. and you know that you know side listen in your divisions the Bills and then direct competition the overall divisions the Chiefs that the best way to build a defense I don't well, know no you know I, I think I mean, I I mean listen you in in today's NFL you have to have linebackers that can run and, and no, cover. Might be some soul searching that needs to go on there. yeah yeah. 
I mean, I mean, it's, listen, it's called, it's, it's called, it's called, works until it does. Until it does, right? It's called, it's called evolution. Yeah. Like you got the in the NFL more than any other sport, the NFL will expose you if you don't evolve. You will get exposed quickly. Quickly. Also, real, you'll like this in a lot of different things that I was listening and reading to. Um, a, other questioning was um the defensive staff. <clears throat> That related to him, Steve. Steve Belichick. Steve, uh, you, Steve's not uh-huh, gonna be a head coach. Uh huh. Uh-huh. He's not gonna be a head coach. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> and maybe that might be why the defense doesn't look the way it could look. So there, I've, I've heard that. So uh, I do Steve, what you will with that information. But I thought Steve, I was, I, I thought Steve was the next coming. I. <laughs> I would question that as of right now. Are we saying that Steve might be Tommy Boy? <laughs> He's a lot closer to Tommy Boy than Bill Belichick. Let's say Got that. You. <laughs> like a lot closer. Oh goodness. Oh yeah, yeah, lot. Yeah, you. So one last Patriot point. Um, but that's what this loss did. It's yes. making you question everything. Everything. Yes, and they should. They should. Yeah. Um, so the last time someone figured Belichick out, uh, we saw, especially a quarterback, uh, and I remember this game like it was yesterday. We, it was a 2006 AFC championship, the second half in particular, when Peyton Manning yeah. went, went berserk. They had the, the great comeback. Yeah. Indianapolis wins the Super Bowl, goes on to win, his, on to win their first, uh, first Super Bowl, first and only Super Bowl as a, as a Colt. Um, and then you saw Belichick go on a free agent spending frenzy where he brings in Randy Moss, Wes Welker, um, the other receiver, uh, high, not Hightower, uh, Stallworth. Yep. Dante Stallworth, uh, Junior Seau. He brings in a bunch of veteran players. It just, just oh. goes out, it completely goes against what he had been, what he had been doing the yep. previous, his previous years as a Patriot head coach. He just, like, he, he, he was like, "Yo, I can't beat. I no, we can't beat Peyton Manning like anymore with this. Like this, yeah. he's figured this out. Yeah. So I say that to say yeah. he will. There moves are going to be made. <laughs> Here's why I'm going to pause you, real. I'm going to. This is you know me. You know how how little I make big statements. This is my big statements. The Bills, I the Bills are no longer concerned with the Patriots. Oh, they I'm not saying you should be concerned. No, I'm, no, I'm no, no. Saying, listen no. to me. No, no, I'm just making, let me make my big statement. They have nothing for us now, and they will have nothing for us in the future. There are two things that are working for us right now. One is, no matter what you said he did, and that's why this game was a sea change, all that was with Brady. Yeah, Everything was with Brady. Yeah, He doesn't have Brady. That's no. number one. The second thing is, he's not getting younger. No. That's true. Those, those, they, are, those, the those are true. Done. and that's that's why that that's what that game. Let's flat out what that said. They're done. Goodbye, bye, <laughs> bye. They're not getting past us. They're not getting past us. He doesn't have the time to do what is needed, and he doesn't have the player that can get it done. I will not worry about the Patriots again until there is a great player on their team. There is not a great player on their team right now. They do not matter. Until he gets that great player, then 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 I'll wake up. But right now, not worried. 
And not by the way, and you know, and by the way, you just made me think about something. It's not like he's been knocking it out with at, at the draft either. Sure so. has it. Yep. yep. That's why I said number one is Tom Brady's not there. Yep. He erased all those mistakes. Now, now all the chickens are coming home to roost. That's also what that game meant. Because to your point, that defensive back, their depth was exposed. That yes. defensive backfield. One thing goes wrong. Oh, I can let Stefan Gilmore go because I'm Bill Belichick and I know better. Cool. All right. So now one defensive back out because of COVID. Now your defensive backfields in shambles yep. because you can't draft linebackers really well and identify young talent on that side of the ball. You prefer veteran leadership overall. You had to bring in older talent. Cool. Cool. They know the defense. Yep. Can they stop those receivers? Nope. nope. You're king. You're king. Got exposed on that one. And so that's why I'm saying it's just this this game is the signifier of a sea change. And the sea chains are that the Patriots are no longer a threat. We definitely know it. The rest of the AFC East was applauding us, talking to Dolphins and Jets fans. That was a key indicator for them. And the rest of the league definitely saw that. And enjoyed that. Yeah, you know what? You just made, what you, you, that was you just, the book. That was the close on that chapter. You just made me think of uh, another sport, and I, and I saw this with my team up close and personal uh, in 2012. Two years removed from a from back to back championships, the Lakers Lakers played Oklahoma City. Yeah, they lost in five games. Yeah, and they were never heard from again. Yeah, until you know. They went through ten years of you know hell basically, but yeah. that 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 young Oklahoma City team put them to sleep, put yeah. them to sleep. Yep, and that was it for the yep. Lakers. That was it. Yep. So that I you made me when you say see that made me think I was like yeah I've I've seen this before. Yeah, and one of the commentators said it the best that uh, Patriots commentator I was listening to said it the best. Um, and Josh Allen's only twenty five years old. Yeah. So it's not like this is Aaron Rodgers doing no. this to you. Like, okay, we can wait this out for another three years and he'll be gone. No. This guy's a problem for a decade. Yep. Yep. Um, so they got a lot of work to do and they yep. know it. That's yep. that's the best part. They know it. They really it really sunk in. That game really sunk it in. Nope. No more championship parades. No, none of that. None of that. You gotta grind. Yep. Just like everybody team. else. Let, let's go. Yep. Work. Yep. Yeah. 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 That was a good game. I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to the rest of we get to the rest of the wild card weekend. Um, well, there were other games, right? There were other games. Uh, it was a it was a lot of games. A lot of games. So yeah, it was so many. You know, it felt like a. You know, it felt like it felt like the NCAA tournament the first weekend. It was so many games. It oh, so many it games. Um, we gotta get to Sunday. We, we're just gonna go immediately to Sunday. Uh, the game of of the weekend. Um. Uh, the Cowboys and 49ers. and you know how I felt about this game going. Yep. Yep, I'll start uh, off. I'll start off because I do I, I want to start off like this. Go ahead. I, I was wrong. I was wrong about so many things this weekend, and I could not be happier to be so very wrong. 
on this subject because in one weekend I got to see the Patriots and the Cowboys go home. Yep. Um, so, um, but nevertheless, my read on this game was wrong. Although Garoppolo did try to give it away. He did. Yeah, he did. Uh, he, he did. And, and Shanahan as well. Garoppolo, yeah, Garoppolo and Shanahan. Yeah, that they, on, they, on that topic. They, they tried very hard. They won the game. Uh, so, I'm watching this game, and it's unfolding. Basically, how I felt like it was going to unfold. To be honest with you, I thought San Francisco clearly was a more physical team. I think San Francisco is one of the most physical. I mean, San Francisco could be the most physical team in the league this side of Tennessee. Um, I watched Dallas this year against physical teams, and I, I, I do again. I saw Kansas City, Arizona. Even the Denver Broncos, I watched Denver push them around in a game in in in, in Jerry's world. We're up, they were up thirty nothing at one point. Uh, the division, and you saw what happened to the two division NFC East participants. They saw what happened to them. Yeah, the division was dreadful. I mean, yep. like the worst division in football. And I'm like, okay, half your wins came against. Half your wins came against a, a horrible division. You really, you know, hadn't beaten a, a, a top tier quality team going back to, I mean, probably October with the Patriots. And the Patriots were, when they beat the Patriots, the Patriots were not the Patriots at that point. So I kept that in mind. But I just, I just looked, I mean, I just looked at the matchup. I was like, this is not, it is, out of all the matchups, I would have picked them to beat. The Rams, I would have picked them to beat um, Philly, of course. I would have picked them to beat Arizona, the Saints. If the Saints would have gotten in, any of those teams, I would have picked them to beat. This was the this was a bad matchup. Um, one thing Sh- Kyle Shannon does know how to do is he knows how to plan against a pass rush. And they the misdirection plays that they ran, the – uh, some of the stuff I mean, again. The, the offensive game plan, the first half was I. I, I loved it. I, it was they. I was like, this is they're doing exactly what they need, need to do. Now again, they got and of course the biggest reason they got they got. I mean, you talk about fourteen penalties, and this is this was the thing that had me. I that I just like no, I can't trust Dallas. I've watched this. I've watched these. I watched them lead the league in penalties. I've watched the the, the game mismanagement. I watched clock mismanagement. I like no, you're not going to survive this in the playoffs against a quality team. It's just not going. It's all Jared's fault. That's what they said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jared, yes, Jerry thought yes. Jerry thinks talent. Just Jerry's just talent. It's all all about talent. I can just roll out the players, and and none of that matters. None of and intangibles don't matter. Uh, Clock management, none of that matters. I can just roll because I because we have all the talent. No, Jerry, not how it works, Jerry. This is not how this is not how this thing goes. You actually have a have that you actually have a have a coach that coaches your quarterback to know to hand the ball to the official that the official spots the ball on every page on every play, Jerry. You don't spot the ball yourself, Jerry. <laughs> you don't. So I'm watching this unfold, and I'm like, this game is going exactly how I felt it was going to go, and I knew right. even even at twenty three seven, I'm saying I'm like, no, San Francisco is not going to win this going away. No, 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 no. Jimmy G's going to he going to throw a pick, which he did at twenty three ten, which was an awful yeah. throw. Like you, <laughs> like like Jimmy, Jimmy, really Jimmy. But that's what Jimmy G. That's I mean 12, 20, 20 touchdowns, twelve interceptions. That's what Jimmy G does. 
So I like how it played out. It was like, and I, and, but with that being said, I'm like, yeah, San Francisco, San Francisco's still gonna win this game. They still gonna win it. But it, it was so, it, it was beautiful to watch because I knew that I, when I, as the game was unfolding, I'm like, this is exactly how I felt the game was going to go. Um, I'm gonna get let's uh, let's get to the end of the game because that's where everybody wants everybody's talking about. Let's just immediately get to the end of the game and go through the sequence of plays when Dallas got the ball back after being gifted, you know, not so much gifted. The, the officials made the right call as far as um, uh, Debo Samuel's knee was down before he reached the first down, and, and that was that, that was the right call. Had no problem with that. Um, so Dallas gets the ball at the they get the ball at the 20 yard line. They go four plays, basically 41 yards. For whatever the hell reason, San Francisco does not defend the sidelines and does not make them take time off the clock. Um and I'm looking I'm looking it up right now. Dallas got the ball back with uh plays. Dallas got the ball back with 32 seconds. No timeouts. 32 seconds, no timeouts at their own 20-yard line. They go short pass. It was under a minute. I forgot. Oh, it definitely no, it was 32 seconds. It definitely was under a minute. No, it's 32 seconds. Yeah, it was, it was 32 seconds. So short pass, 20 yards out of bounds. Short pass, to t- 10 yards out of bounds. Short pass, 10 yards out of bounds. So at this point, they are at the San Francisco 41-yard line. They've gone from doubt, they've gone from their own 20 to the San Francisco 41-yard line in 18 seconds with no timeouts. 18 seconds with no timeouts. That's how that's how horrible strategically San Francisco's defense was in that last that last drive. Which by the way, which prior to that, and prior to that, San Francisco's defense was insanely they they kicked Dallas's ass all over in terms of the the uh, in terms of the point of attack like they uh, their defensive line destroyed Dallas in that game they I mean they even without Nick Bosa and, and, and Warner who got who hurt his ankle in the fourth quarter they put I mean Dak Prescott was running for his life the entire game I mean they they hit they, the matter of hits they got about 13 hits on Dak and about 12 pressures along with the five sacks so that was it. I mean, there was a tremendous defensive performance, but I just didn't get the strategy uh, in that last drive. It just made no sense why you don't protect the sidelines. That's that's like textbook defense number one when a team is driving with no timeouts and they're trying to either get a field goal or trying to score in general. So Dallas gets the ball, second and one, 14 seconds at the San Francisco 41-yard line. And then you have basically hell break loose from a standpoint of just a play call. Dak Prescott, of course, runs up the middle for 17 yards. And basically time runs out as the official is sprinting down. Dak tries to spot the ball himself. And even as the play is happening, Jim Nance is like, yo, this is not going to work. Not enough time. Yeah, and Tony and Tony Romo, I think, got caught between his fandom and was like, "Oh, they'll be able to get, they'll be able to get one playoff." And no, no, no Tony, no Tony was going to get it in that one second. Yeah, no Tony. Yeah, that's what I was like. I don't know. 
As soon as they ran, I was like, yo, I was yeah, like, I was with Jim Nance. I'm like, yo, this game is over. It's like, what are you like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? What? <laughs> you run, you're gonna run the ball and don't and don't get down. Like he could have got down way early. He could have got down much earlier. But yeah, run you're gonna the run the, the sideline out or like at that point you're you're throwing it into the end zone. Right. Throwing it, you're throwing it to the end zone unless they left the boundary. But as everybody pointed out, that they finally adjusted. Yes. And wasn't giving up the boundary. Right. So then it is end zone, or if you do run it, you can only run it out of bounds. Yes. I was so confused by that. Uh, so to me, so here, McCarthy's whole logic was first of all, him and Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott was in complete denial. You know, blaming the officials, blah, 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 blah. But even from a strategic standpoint, their whole uh, McCarthy's uh, explanation was we wanted to go get closer to go five verticals. Like, I'm like, Mike, you have a quarterback who I'm pretty sure Dak Prescott can throw the ball 41 yards. And then I'm pretty sure he has his arm, his arm can reach. Like, I'm pretty sure his quarter, he could reach the end zone. You have 14 seconds. Tom quarterback's good in NFL. Yes, yes. Or, or right. Hail Mary, come on. You have 41 seconds with 14 plays. Excuse me, 14 seconds on the 41-yard line. You should be able to get off probably at least minimum two two shots. Two shots at, at a Hail Mary from the 41-yard line. Against a team who leads the league in pass interference. Appearances. And who doesn't have a great secondary to begin with? You got to get up. You got to get up the attempt. You got to get at least one Hail Mary. I mean, to not get off, to not throw one pass into the end zone is, I, I, I just, is unfathomable. It's just not, like, I, I couldn't even imagine. That's, that's why you had Dallas fans crying in the stands, which was the, by the way, favorite part of the game. The Dallas fans crying in the stands and those pictures, oh, my God. Oh. No, oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! It was beautiful. You had fans crying before the game was even over, like three minutes left. And they're like, "Yo, the game's still not technically over. Calm down." They but they, they knew. See. But they knew though. They knew. They already knew. Wow. <laughs> they knew it was coming. They've, yep. seen, they've seen this movie before. They knew. Yep. They knew. They knew. <laughs> so, you know. um, Give San Francisco all the credit in the world. You go on the road, not easy to win playoff games on the road. You win a game where you don't even play great. Because I don't think San Francisco, again, San Francisco, San Francisco did not play great. They left a lot of points on the board in the first half. I thought Shanahan should have went for it on a fourth and one instead of kicking the field goal. I thought to myself, they're kicking too many field goals in the first half. I know in the playoffs you want to take the points at times. But then, like, physically, you were – you ran, but you ran for 170 yards. You your offensive line was physically moving their defensive line. Their defensive line is not stout to begin with. They're they're built on speed. Like a couple of times, the the fourth and one in the first half, I thought you should have went for it, but whatever. He took the points, played the percentages. Um, so I give them credit. Uh, give them you know, give them credit from that standpoint. Um, they deserve it. Um. Even the defense after they lost Nick Bosa and Warner still played, still made plays um, down the stretch and got to the quarterback and uh, and got to that Dak Prescott. Um, so, you know, again, this this was not shocking to me. 
and any stretch of imagination. Um, and it wasn't shocking to the, the rest of the world outside, of, unless you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, because the, the line was three, which is basically a pick em. Um, So I think a lot, a lot of people expected this to be a very highly, closely contested game. Um, so I, and we'll, we'll probably we'll get to this later in terms of what could be the possible fallout for Dallas. I, if I'm Jerry Jones, I, Mike McCarthy cannot be my coach next year, period. He just can't. I can't. I can't. I've seen him. I, I can't do it. You I, 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 can't be the coach next year. You can't. Um, you know, I'm looking back at looking at McCarthy. I'm like, when did he like? He probably was always this way, but I think Aaron Rodgers just probably covered up a lot of shit. Probably. So, because I'm like, damn. At one point, I thought McCarthy was a pretty good coach. Um, but nah, like you, uh, to me is is my, I I don't, I can't make sense of, you're not a play caller, right? So then you got Dan Quinn, you got Kellen Moore calling, calling the offensive, the defensive offensive plays. With that being the case, your game and clock management, management and situational football should be on point. All you're, all you're doing is managing the game. If you're not calling plays, what else are you doing? Like what? I don't know. Those are the plays the head coach is supposed to to manage. That is exactly the job description, verbatim. So I I don't understand how your game management and clock and all that can be horrible when you're not calling the plays. It shouldn't be horrible regardless. That's part of being a competent head coach, but especially if you're not calling plays offensively or defensively. I mean, you've seen situations where coaches. Where it became overwhelming, where a coach would say, "You know what? I shouldn't go. I, we're gonna we're gonna play calling is going. We're gonna turn over the play call to to somebody to someone else. We've seen this before, right? Yes. You're not calling plays on either side of the ball. So it's like, what again? What are you doing? So I, you know, it. You know, it, and you know, Jerry was besides himself. Jerry, you know, it was. Oh you know, uh, yeah, but then no, this one, this one, he always is. But this one was, you, you could tell. Even he wasn't over the top in the stuff he said. Like he said some real shit. Like yo, you know, I, obviously this is as disappointing as I ever been. Um, he's always very disappointed. Yeah, he's always very disappointed. Very disappointed. Um, you know, uh, we. Had a lot of talent on his team. Did did not. I, I give Jerry credit. Did, blame the, did not. Did not blame the officials. I give him credit for that. Did not blame the officials. Unlike his coach and quarterback. But I, you could tell that this one, this hit Jerry like, yo, Jerry's probably Jerry's almost eighty years old. He probably think of himself. I don't know how many more you know of these I got in me left. It'd be nice if they had a competent general manager. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, I would take that. It would be. It would be. It, <laughs> it would be. Uh, we'll talk more about the San Francisco. San Francisco travels to Green Bay to face another historic rival um, that they had a great rivalry with in the '90s and even now, even in the early 2010s. So we'll see. How we'll talk about that later. Um, the rest of the games were basically, you know. Eh, Kind of went according to plan. I I did 
think that the Raiders Bengals game was interesting. I, I did think the Raiders, the Raiders acquitted themselves very well, played yeah. very well in that game. And frankly, and we'll get to it. I might as well get ahead of it because it's going to be on our big, biggest disappointments. They, they they got fucked over with their fit with that with the with the no call with the touchdown. Like that, you you can't make that kind of mistake in a playoff game. I mean, when I watched it, saw it, heard the commentary, my initial reaction um, was that it was being overblown. That was my initial reaction. Right. But after person after person reads the rule, all you can land on is a rule is a rule. Yes. And yeah. It's just that simple. The rule is a rule. Same thing as a false start. You can't just be like, oh, nah, he was kind of, yeah, he, yeah, he false started. But did the false start really affect the play? You can't start making those distinctions. If the rule is inadvertent whistle, we do the play over. The play. And yep. if what's happening, you redo the play. Yeah, redo the play. Yeah, it's just that. Yep. Everybody will boo you. They will. They will. Yep. They will. They will talk about you tomorrow. They will. They will. All those things will happen, but a rule is a rule. Yeah. You. You. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. You can't miss that. You just can't in the playoff game in any game, but let alone a playoff game. Uh, you always get nervous with the with with Jerome Bolger, his crew. That that crew has had some missteps in in as uh, in the past. So that that's not the greatest crew, uh, to say the least. I again, I thought out of all the losing teams, the Raiders acquitted themselves the best. Um, I thought Carr threw the ball very well, and I thought the I thought the the Raiders played well enough to win. To be honest with you, um, I mean, I, you know, Cincinnati's better, of course, but uh, I again that 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 missed call. Definitely was like you know was a put a stain a little bit on that game and, I, and again not to even say the Raiders would have won if that touchdown would not have counted but I it, I just it's one of those things that you just can't can't miss no. um, Joe Burrow acquitted himself again played you know, through the ball uh, played played very well made you know again no didn't make the major mistake which is you know you always worry about with a young quarterback we saw that uh, we saw they correct me if i'm wrong was this burrow's first playoff appearance yeah, sure it was yeah he, uh-huh. he, yeah it was yeah it was he yeah, it went somebody went, else had a first playoff appearance yeah didn't, wow. didn't quite go didn't, as well no nah. might look like that so didn't, yeah didn't quite um, go as well um was it burrow's best no but no. it was his first playoff performance and he got it, was, it. It was, it was, it, yes, it was a workmanlike mistake. It was a workmanlike performance where he stayed away from the big mistake. Yeah. So, and that's all yep. and that, that will, that will win you more playoff games than not. Boy, will it. Um, as far as uh, Philly, Tampa Bay, again, not much to come out of this game um, from a standpoint. It's more about, I guess, the injury concerns for Tampa Bay's offensive line would be probably the biggest story. Um, the Philly reaction was hilarious, by the way. The Philly, the 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 media, <laughs> the media reaction on oh, they were chilling the Eagles. I'm like, did y'all actually believe y'all were going to win this game? Like they, oh my goodness, yeah. are we? In, we didn't make the adjustments, and uh, we didn't show their we we didn't show Tom Brady. We showed him the same defense as the first game. I was like, like you really thought y'all had a chance in this game? You you really thought that this game would like? Was could be close, like you're saying. There's a chance. Yeah, you're thinking. Uh, again, we another f- first playoff quarterback didn't acquit himself very well. Uh, in Jalen Hurts, um, 
again, I guess the concern to come out of this game is some of the injuries on the offensive line with Tampa Bay because when Worth left the game, yeah, uh, Ryan Kerrigan looked like uh, you know Reggie White, like they uh, he was in he lived in the backfield. Um, Tom Brady was getting sacked four times in in all, so that is definitely a major concern moving forward as they face the rest. They, they got some offensive line issues, issues. Yes, coming on the opposite side of that field. Um, on the Bucks play on Sunday. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, because Aaron Donald and and his crew. Yeah. Are ready. Yeah, Von Miller. Yes. Yeah. They. They, they are. They are. Speaking of them, um, probably one of again. It, I didn't think that you know. We we knew that that could be a possibility where a quarterback can like just wet the bed. Nah, not this. Nah, not but this. not this. But not, not this. no, no. I didn't. No, I didn't expect it. That, uh, not that. My text. I texted you to say. I just. I was yeah. like. Yeah. He's having a meltdown. Yeah. He's having he, a public yeah. meltdown. I've only seen that a few times where it's just like, oh, he's panicking right now. He's panicking. His coaches, everybody's panicking. <laughs> Call this game off. They're freaking <laughs> they out in Arizona. They can't handle this pressure. <laughs> this isn't fun anymore. I'm worried about them. Um, yeah, it, that was that was that yeah. was embarrassing that was that was so for the rams again i from a ram perspective i i, I think their pro they had they had a great approach push let's push the run uh they they stuck with the run and again now we'll, we'll talk about the Tampa big game Tampa big game later but it's you know kind of easy to stick with the run when you know the other team is struggling to cross midfield and to, to or to complete a pass so that again they had they had they had some a lot of wiggle room, and they had they had a lot of room to to stick with the run. They did. Cam Akers um, obviously makes a difference. Um, being back, uh, we we their their pickups, their midseason pickups have 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 been you know, have played well in the last month. Both Beckham and and Von Miller. Miller has like six sacks in his last five games. Beckham has four has like five touchdowns. In that same span, so they're coming. To get, they've come together at the right time. Um, as far as Arizona getting back to Kyler, Kyler Murray, he'll have better days than this. Um, I think that you show hope. Yeah, I think you will. I, I, I think that I, I, I wouldn't. I, I think I think you will. I don't think that's going to be a reoccurring theme of, of him in the playoffs. To be honest with you, um, now. His best days might not come with his coach, so you know. Uh, because I here's my here's my problem with Arizona. Like, you can't have a situation. We I know DeAndre Hopkins is a big time player. We understand. It. We get it. We know he's arguably the best receiver in football and future Hall of Famer. But but you should be able to survive any injury minus your quarterback. To where your offense doesn't fall apart, and their offense yeah, without DeAndre Hopkins did not look like it. Didn't it wasn't the offense? I don't know what the hell it was. To be honest with you. So I think that 
again, yeah, you can call it a successful season. They made the playoffs. Kyler Murray, you know, took a step forward in overall in the season when he was healthy. They had some injuries, injury issues, of course. Everybody does, but next year will be a big year for uh, Kingsbury and 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 that regime because they're still they still have they still have a lot they still have some talent on that team. We have a franchise quarterback, but that offense can't look the way that offense looked the last month of the season. Even when Murray was on the field, was like no, you you can't look that inept and have a player of his magnitude uh, on your on your team. Yeah, I mean, like, I the the two takeaways I had on the Arizona side are um, that they are now in a territory where no longer, like, they're no longer at the end of or the beginning of the um, season. They start off hot. No longer will anybody be impressed by that. No. No longer. That's, that's not impressive anymore. Kyler Murray, early season MVP favorite. Yep, seen that, seen that enough times to know that doesn't actually pay any dividends, right? And so, like, all those things are there. And so now they are in that, squarely in that territory, it is what you do in the playoffs. It's what you do in the playoffs. Because I will say that game concerned me. That concerned me. Those mental errors concern me. I get hard. Like, that's, that's, that's what took me so long to get on the Josh Allen train because I couldn't let go of that mistake in um in Tennessee. I still can't let go of it to be honest with you. But um but uh you know I that those those plays I just I uh, I can't so um so I need to see him be successful in the playoffs. Like that's the point where we're at. Um uh it is it is yup you can you can have a fine regular season. You've proven that you've proven that time and time again. You have. Um, so now what can you do in the playoffs? And that's where, that's where they're at. So I don't want to, I'm not going to get bought into any early Arizona hype, and I'm definitely not going to get caught up in any Kyler Murray for MVP, anything until I see him perform well in the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, um, on Los Angeles side, um, two things I had to see that I saw to make me feel comfortable um, watching it in the game next week to be like, all right, this this will actually be a game. Is I needed to see Stafford play a clean game, and he did. He played yep. a clean game, and I needed to see. I didn't know I needed to see this, but this is what I did see. The uh, the comparison was so stark at Arizona. I feel so stupid for how I was thinking about the game. Now that I'm thinking about it, um, Arizona. Wow, yeah, they was having freakouts and all that. Everything they said, they uh, they were also just really really young. And jittery in the in the in the game. Um, conversely, the Rams know they are all in this year. The players yep. play like it. Yep. They play fast, they play physical, they play like, yep, this is we we know we're not all gonna be here next year. And so those two things combined can give me confidence. All right, we're gonna have a game next week. We're at least gonna have a game next week. They're gonna compete. Um, can Stafford be Stafford anytime? Absolutely, absolutely. But um, but I saw him focus and play a clean game, and I needed to see that before I could even buy into the notion that they could win next week. Now I could buy into that notion. Yeah, I mean, you you want you are looking for a sense of urgency. Mm-hmm. That's what you're looking for. And let's be exactly. honest, they they we saw them win games this year where they were not impressive. Okay, nope. this was a, like this was like you know what this team 
right now we're catching Arizona at a good time. That's what that's what a good team does. They stop hey, a point. You're freaking they, out. We're going to take advantage of it. Yes, we're going to stop you, and they yep. did that. So I, while you have me, no, that's a, Arizona had to snap out of their meltdown because um that pass that defense was getting ferocious out there. They was just grabbing them and slamming them to the ground, smacking them all around. I was like, yo, y'all got to get it together because Arizona. I mean, um. Los Angeles is going to pummel you while you are, while you're having your meltdown on the field. So there was no mercy out there. No. So, and finally, uh, Kansas City, the Steelers, um, you see Kansas City retired Ben Roethlisberger. Um, that honestly was the easiest game to call. Yeah. Once, once, once what we were both hoping for was that Roethlisberger would show some type of fight. Once I saw him and how easy he was, I was like, oh, he's ready for retirement. Yeah. Yeah, he so was. It was just once I saw that, like just kind of like his demeanor before the guy, I was like, oh, they this I was wrong. <laughs> this yep. Like, they yep. got him. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the only thing is when they turn that ball over, like maybe. And it was like, nah. Yeah, the the end, I mean, the end of the half, you give up like <laughs> yeah. a billion. And, and, just a billion points. Yeah, billion points. It, it's and again the defense. Half time is the only thing that stopped them from scoring more. The defense, I thought the defense held on as long as they could hold. To be honest with you, but yeah, like, they're not retiring. They're competing. Yes, no, but uh, yeah, that that game kind of probably went the way yeah. it probably should have yeah. went. Yeah. Um, Kansas City. Um, certainly have to like what you saw offensively out of Kansas City. We know Kansas City, what they're capable of doing. They went on, you know, like a Golden State-type run where they can score in a heartbeat and it becomes an avalanche, um, a barrage. And I, I think I need, I, Kansas City need, needed to play a good game to me going into next next week. Um, all right, so I think that, you know, I, I, I think Kansas City needed to play that type of game. Um uh, for I, just, I think the national pundits knew Kansas City play that type of game too, because I was a little worried and concerned that the conversation would turn. You know, I did turn so pro Buffalo. I don't. Oh, like that. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, having an equally dominant offensive performance is exactly the elixir to that. It should be very very equal and even, which it which absolutely it should be. Um, Kansas City is is just your Golden State. Um, analogy is so apt. They're terrifying when they get on those runs. They're yeah. terrifying. They're terrifying. Um, and it's just that simple. It's just that simple. They're terrifying. And you just pray to God you're up by enough points. <laughs> when yep. that happens. It's yep. just that simple. Uh, we go to real or not. Only there's only one performance, but what are your thoughts on the Rams running game, real or not? Um, real, real. McVay's always been a big running game proponent, um, and he will always attempt. Uh, like you said, having acres back is a big deal. So, um, real, real. Yeah, I, I think. 
um, McVeigh, I, I, in my standpoint, and the reason, and I say what is, when I say it's real or not, I'm not saying they're going, you know, them going out there and running for 200 yards. I'm just, I'm speaking from a standpoint of them being committed to it. I, I think that they will be committed to it. Um, I, cause I, I frankly think they will have no choice this week, but to commit to it. Um, they don't want Stafford throwing the ball 40, 40, 45 times. Um, so I, I, from that standpoint, I do I agree with you. I think it's real. Dan Quinn as the next how, head cowboy as the next coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Not next year. Yes, next year. No. No. That that would be stupid. They would be stupid. But uh, they've been stupid before. We're talking about the Cowboys. You are we are the angel and the devil with the Cowboys on this on this podcast. Um, I'm the angel be like, yeah, but they'll get it this time. You're like, no, they'll no, no. Um, so, um, I, I just, it'll be stupid. <laughs> I just, I'm just going to give them the credit of not doing something stupid like that. So I say no. Cause be- All right, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I'm at a, I'm going to say this is a push for me because I've heard them. And I heard a lot of I listened to a lot of Jerry Jones stuff. Uh, most, most not all the Jerry Jones stuff, post game wise, and I, I I did not hear him give a definitive. Mike McCarty's my coach in the story. Next, you know, next question. Did not hear that. Um, Dan Quinn's going to get Dan Quinn's already going on interviews. He's probably going to get he probably could get a job. Well, probably could get a job somewhere else. But I I wonder, I wonder if Dan Quinn, you know, says if Dan Quinn's having a conversation with Jerry Jones, and they're talking about the future, and Dan Quinn says, you know, I got these other offers, um, and I wonder if Jerry Jones just be it's like you know. I, would like you to coach the Dallas Cowboys. I just wonder if that conversation happens. To be honest with you, I I, I would not be surprised if it, if Dan Quinn is the next coach and 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 Mike McCarthy is out. I I, think, could, I just need I I need Dan Quinn to simmer before I'm ready to be like he's learned his lessons. From oh, I'm not. Listen, I I I wouldn't hire Dan Quinn to be my coach. Oh, yeah, let me get that out the way. No, I I, I wouldn't I, hire. Let me let me restate that. If I was the Dallas Cowboys organization. I would really want that time between there to have simmered a little bit before I'm ready to believe he's learned his lessons. We know Dan Quinn is an excellent defensive coordinator. Yes. We know that. Yep. We know that. What we do not know is if he could be a good head coach. Nope. Because he's proved he can't be a good head coach, but other coaches have gotten a second chance and have proven that they can do the job. So, but. Yeah, my, my thing is, our, yeah. My thing because is already really and I remember having a uh, in the last stop and getting a job immediately was um uh Miami horrible coach Tannehill then he went to um you know he was at the Jets then he went to my Gase then my Gase that's what I'm talking about yeah Adam Gase didn't go well no nope nope so. I just think there needs to be a little bit of a simmer time. After next year, all bets off. I agree with you. But I, it would be stupid to me to do it this year. 
But yeah, as, again, I Cowboys are the Cowboys. I yeah I, I've already I told you I would want I, I I told you McCarthy could not be my coach next year but if that were to be the case I wouldn't hire Dan Quinn to be the, I wouldn't move Dan Quinn into that spot like he wouldn't be on my he wouldn't be on my list but I I just don't I I get a sense from stuff that I've read and from stuff that I've heard that they they don't want him to walk out the building and I'm talking to Dan Quinn that they they want to desperately do whatever it takes to keep him. Per se now. Wait, how many? Wait, are people really? Yeah. Dan, wait, how many coaches? Some, Dan, Dan Quinn's got about four interviews. Yes. Dan really? Quinn's probably going to. Yes. Yeah. He has Uh-oh. leverage. Yes. Uh-oh. Yes. That part I was not clued in on. Dan I'll tell it. Yes. He has. Not a head coach in my mind. I wasn't even thinking about him. Oh, he's. he's no, he's, a, he's, on, he's one of the hot candidates for sure. All right, Dan. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, been not so stupid, not so stupid at all. Um, okay, that does change my opinion. I concur with your side, I lean way more to your side. Yeah, I'm in the middle. I, I, of I lean way more to your side if they like him, as you say they do, and I believe they do as well. And they are down on McCarthy, as I believe everybody will be. I could see that happening. I could easily see that happen. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting to see. Um, who's what? Who is it? Sorry. Who's who's? Think, think about who something. He has, he has interviews with the Giants and the Bears, so that's that's all you need to know. These are not A plus franchises. These these are not smart franchises. Ooh. You got you got to think of yes. You got the yeah. You gotta think about who's out there. The jobs that are open. These are not they're, they're open for a reason. These are not franchises that that are making smart decisions. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm like I'm like even I'm like, why is anybody interviewing Kellen Moore? I'm like, dude, I wouldn't touch Kellen Moore. I'm sorry. I didn't I haven't seen I I'm I'm good. I don't I'm not the I'm not the Kellen Moore, really? Yeah, but you know, I mean, that's a whole nother conversation. There are guys that are getting interviews that I'm like, I wouldn't touch with a twenty foot pole that gets me that gets some looks. But you know, that's where the, that's the way the NFL goes. Um, yeah, we kind of talked about this biggest disappointments, Mike McCarthy, um, and just his lack of just game mismanagement and again I think the worst part of McCarthy is it's not even he did it's, it's not even there was zero acknowledgement of any mistakes and that that would that would concern me as a was an owner that would piss me off even more so than he probably that may piss me off more than the actual mistakes that were made I'm like so you didn't see where you where you fucked up at so this probably is gonna happen again like you have no accountability in terms of you. You don't realize that this play that, that you that your quarterback is not supposed to spot the ball, or you don't because that the reason I'm getting back to that play when he says we practice this all the time, time after time, and you see that that tells me they're practicing it the wrong way. They're not they're not properly practicing. Like that's not like if you if you're gonna make if you're gonna make that statement, yeah, we go over this over all the time, over and over and over again, and something like that happens. 
then there's a, there's a disconnect with running that 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 play or running your two minute offense in in practice. So, um, he definitely to me was the biggest disappointment. We already mentioned the Jerome Bogers officiating crew, which a call that you just absolutely just can't um, you can't miss that call. And certainly, certainly, Colin Murray could have been on this list easily. Probably should have been on this list. Yeah, he was. Yeah, to be he honest was. with you, that that was rough. That was that was, that was a ooh, that was rough. It's hard brutal. to watch. Brutal. Yeah, it was hard to watch. Question for Sap: Who would be your number one choice to fill a head coaching vacancy? Oh. That one, I don't think I can answer. That one, I don't think I can answer. Because um, I don't have a good, like you said, I don't think there's an obvious, just hot choice. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I want any part of the chief organization and what they're doing over there offensively. So if I'm thinking about anybody um, like the Giants that have a young quarterback. Um, I want to look at organizations that know how to develop young quarterbacks and pilfer um, some, of, some of their talent. Uh, yeah. Other than that, like I, I didn't even know Dan, I did not know Dan Quinn was that, that popular. So yeah, it is, it is slim pickings out there. Very slim. It's so very slim. I don't have a name that I've heard or that is buzzing that has got me any type of excited. I want to say I think Jim Harbaugh. I want Jim. I want Jim Harbaugh. I'm good with college coaches. Uh, he has, but he's had. He's he took a team to the Super Bowl in the NFL. He, he can coach in the NFL. He can coach in the NFL. Hey, he can coach in the NFL. And that that situation fell apart fast with the organization, the the management. I I don't blame him for how that how it ended in San Francisco. I think that was more that was that was the organ that was the that was the uh the the powers that be more than that was on him. I think mean, he was just it was kind of was a part of the carnage of of what 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 of the fallout. Um, I'm sure he'll get some calls. It's just how happy is he at Michigan. I mean, I think I get. I talked to you. I told you this before. I think he's. I think if you're a hardball, you took Michigan to the Final Four. Probably the the furthest you're going to take Michigan, like that. They, you know, beating Alabama, beating Georgia is not on the horizon. So now is I think now will be the I with these many jobs open. I think now will be the ideal time to get out. Um, the NFL averages about six. Year, so. This is true. No, it, it's true. But you do have, but I mean, they're like that Jacksonville job is a sweet that that that's a great that's an excellent job for, for to me having like in terms of setup for I feel for like. Yeah, but does you think Jacksonville would go college coach to college coach? They, I see. I don't. I don't think he's viewed. No, I don't think you view him as a college coach. To be honest with you, considering his success, considering what he did in the pros with San Francisco, I don't think he. I don't think he's viewed. I don't him think you view him that way, but I disagree that NFL franchises don't view him that way. He's not an NFL coach. He is, but, but he was an NFL coach though. He was, and a, he was. And a successful one. 
Yeah, but he's not now. I mean, like, honestly, I, I honestly, I think you're right. They're going to make calls. I just think it's all about how happy he is at Michigan. Yeah. But to your point, as far as the NFL candidates, there's not, like you said, there's not a uh, – there's not a name that I would be like, oh, I, I got to have this guy. You know, Flores can, can get a job if he wants to, more than likely. Um, Real, I was thinking about this. I actually I have a question for you. Go ahead. Um, did you happen to catch Troy Aikman's commentary? I did. Okay, yeah. E- even in the moment, before any talk at any show, anything, I was like, oh, he's real salty about that. Oh, you are you talking about him having to call that Tampa Bay? T- call, uh-huh, call. Uh-huh. Oh, he was no, he was hot. Oh, he was God. real salty about that. Yeah, no. That, he, from my perspective, I wasn't looking at his face or anything. I think I was looking down. No, I could like, hear in his voice. No, he but was. I hot. heard as soon as I heard, it, I was like, "Oh, we going there?" Yeah, no, he was okay. hot. No, he was behind hot behind the scenes on this one. I was he, like, "Wow, tell no, us how no, you really no. feel, Aikman." Yeah, he was hot. No, that, and he, you know he was hot because that's not something nobody knew or cared about until he until he said something right, about it. Right. I was like, oh, he was in his feelings. He was no, really he was hot. He couldn't let that go. No, he couldn't let that. Well, go. I mean, here's the thing: they normally, I, it's yep. been a long time since the the Sunday NFC game that they haven't gotten the main Sunday NFC game. Yep. So to him, that's and I'm sure Joe Buck probably thought this way. He just didn't say it. That's like a that's a slap in the face. I mean, Joe Buck. I mean, like now that I that I've heard things and I thought about it, um, I haven't rewatched that game, but thought about like the moment Joe Buck teased him up. It's like, yeah, so Troy, what you think about that point? So I think, I think Buck. Yeah, there was low hanging fruit. Buck set it up. Yeah, Buck set it up. I I just, I don't know if Aikman even knew how far he was going to go in. Right. Um, if it was just going to be kind of like a high, high moment, but when he said it, it was not high. It was no high. No, 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 no. Not at all. No. feel type of way about this. And then when I looked it up and looked and looked into it, I mean, you know, it's simple contract structure. Like it's just simple contract. Um, CBS paid more for that particular time slot, so they got to choose the game. Yep, makes sense. Yep, yep. Makes so. Sense. Yeah, I don't know. Aikman, you gotta be in those negotiating rooms, I guess. Yeah, here's here's the bottom line too. I'm glad you brought up that point. I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up. Um, yeah, awesome. so you if you pay the more if you pay the most money, you're gonna get the game. And and I'll be honest with you, again, I don't I don't particularly care about the commentators as far as when it comes to the game, because I'm so focused on the game. But to me, I'll be honest with you, Nance and Romo are better. I mean, like that's we wanna keep it one hundred. I think Nance and, Nance and Romo are better than Buck and Eggman. I like Buck and Eggman. They do, they, you know, they do a fine, they do a good job, nice job. But I, 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 I think Nance, I, I, Nance is definitely better than Buck and Aikman, and Romo is more entertaining than Aikman by far. That's not even close. And gives you, and he, and gives you the quarterback stuff as well. So you know, from that standpoint, I'm, I'm glad Nance and Romo were doing the game. <laughs> to be honest with you, now, now that you bring that up. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, listen, yeah, Aikman, talk to your bosses. Talk to uh, your uh, Rupert Murdoch. Talk to your man. It's all, I mean, you know that's what it came down to. I also, I wonder how much of that annoyance was because Romo was doing the game. 
I'm sure. I'm sure he was. Oh, I'm, that was some salt on the wound. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he was because he he's like yo. He's like where he what what is that's he, literally he, like I was like I I was like wait is there some like beef or something? When I saw it was just purely a contractual financial, I'm like wait, Aikman understands business. <laughs> why yes, would he does? Why yeah, would that does. bother him so much? Yeah, he does. And then, then I thought about it. I was like, oh, oh, oh. Well, I mean, you got a couple things going on some here. Type of way, some type of way. Yeah, he was definitely feeling some type of way. There's a couple things going on. Number one is tradition. Again, we going. We, I've been. I mentioned before about traditionally that fo- that's a Fox game. You got two, two MC teams. I wondered at first too, and then I didn't care anymore. And then, and then the second part is like what you mentioned with 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 Romo. I have three Super Bowl rings. Where does he keep his rings? So you that that competitive thing comes out. You know, no, it's there. No, it's there. I'm sure, sure it does. He's he's a he's a human being. I'm sure that that he's like I'm sure that part, and 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 the third thing too, a lot of you got a lot of people jealous of Tony Romo because he's he's the highest paid he's the highest paid broadcaster in in, in the business. Uh-huh. He's been so it's a lot of it's a lot of hate going towards Tony Romo right now. I mean, Romo makes more than Jim Nance, <laughs> all of them. He is the highest paid Al Michaels. Yeah, by a lot. By, by a lot. It's not even close. No, it's by, by a lot. lot. A lot. So Romo was out here winning, man. Romo, he made it. He didn't win on the field, but he won. He's winning in this broadcast yeah, booth. Yeah, boy, did he win this broadcast? Who he's winning? Like they got, he got that contract at the perfect time. Perfect. I mean, like, like, look, man, life is timing. What can you say? Can't say anything about it. It's timing. He's, I mean, all you know, his uh, agent. Well yep. done. Yeah, well yes. Done. Hats, yes. Whoever his agent is, they, they did they're doing their jobs to a T. Well done. Well, yeah. I know the other agents now we're on a tangent, but I know the other agents like, I never even thought to ask for that much money right. for, yes. for this job. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, how many uh, how many hundreds of millions? What yeah. is happening? Yeah. When did we get here? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like he is yeah. there was some like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, a lot. You're right. A lot of people are in their feelings. You're right. Yes. Oh yeah. No. No. Without question. All right, we want to get to the, the divisional round, which is always, you know, always a lot yeah. of fun. Considered the best weekend in football. Um. So a lot of people, I want to get your thoughts on this. We've had two years now of, of basically the expanded playoffs, um, and the seven seeds have not won a game. So a lot of people are complaining about it. What, what were your thoughts? What are your quick it's, thoughts on it's that? Your exact same. Your NCAA analogy was spot on as well. It's the exact same thing. Eventually, those upsets will come. Yep. And it'll be exciting. And we will always get, or ninety nine percent of the time, get the blue chippers in the when it matters the most. The cream will rise to the top. Yep. So. Um, what that's what the NFL is hoping for that excitement of that first weekend NCAA weekend. Listen, so it'll come, it'll come. Yeah, it, yeah, it was, to, to point, it's going to come. I mean, listen, I mean, and it's going, it's going, it's going to come a lot sooner than it took a 16 to be the one. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So yeah. Here's, yeah. Here's, here's the thing if you want more football per se, and I didn't hear anybody complaining about. How many games? Because the, the ratings say otherwise. Nah, that's not the This about. is this is kind of like a part of not the, right now. 
We need entertainment. Yes, we do. We need anything. Take our minds off the real world. Yes, 100%. Yep. Now's not the time to complain about it. No, I'm not. No, not complaining at all. And the bottom line is, this is what this is what it is. If you're going to expand the playoffs, you're going to have worse teams in the playoffs. That's it. So, like you're gonna like that seventh place team in each conference is going is not. There's a chance or that team is not going to be a very. And also, real every time the playoffs expand, it's the exact same complaint. Yep. Then yep. it settles in, and then when it expands again, everybody complains. This is yep. the exact same argument when it was six playoff teams. Yep. That six seed. You know, we've had seven and eight. I mean, all the things. Six and ten. We, yes, all the things. It'll be the exact same argument. Absolutely. So we get to the divisional round. Um, Cincinnati again will be – we have three rematches from, from the regular season. Uh, Cincinnati again will be kicking off the uh, weekend as they travel down to Tennessee. Tennessee should have Derrick Henry back. I'm always, I'm always nervous for a team. See, I, I like Kansas City coming off a win, and now they're fresh. Because I bring that, I bring Kansas City up because normally in in the past two years ago they would have been, uh, uh, they would have had a, a bye week as well. I'm always nervous about. A one seed who is facing that hot team, facing that team with a lot of momentum. I've seen this in the playoffs in baseball. I've seen this, you know, not so much with the NBA, but we've seen this in the NFL a million times about just that that team. A team gets hot. They have momentum, playing with not house money, and now all of a sudden you got to dust yourself off from a couple, you know, clinching a buy. Um, could be a could be a short could be a short um a short stay in the playoffs for Tennessee. This is a this is a and this is a scary matchup for them as well. What are your thoughts on this game? Tennessee wins, real. That's yes, the they're going to win. I think they're going to win. And so, um everything you said, yep. Um since he's very undisciplined. Yep. Tennessee feasts off of undisciplined teams. Um so that's the biggest that's the biggest uh hurdle that has to be overcome. That being said, um, this is a Burrow prove it game. This this will be how has he arrived yet? He will be the difference maker in this game. He'll be the, the he will decide if since he can win this game because without him playing lights out, they cannot win this game. Yeah, I like Tennessee in this game. Um, I know Burrow played relatively well at home, but again, you're talking about first road game. Um, Tennessee, a season, uh, a seasoned opponent. Yes, a very seasoned. They, yeah. they do playoffs. They yes. know this. They know. They know what this is about. They're great at you know. They play. They great at home. Um, they know who they are. Uh, from the physical standpoint, we know how physical they are. Um, now Cincinnati has the Cincinnati has the players and the talent to to play with Absolutely. them without question, but. Um, I just think that the – and we saw this in the first round, even though the regular season was so uneven, home field does matter. Home field does matter. Um, it's, so I, I, I it's think – It's hard that, to win on the road in the playoffs. Yes. It is hard. It is hard, yes. Especially especially as a as a young up-and-coming team. Especially as a young up-and-coming team. It's one thing for a veteran team. 
you know, San Francisco has Super Bowl experience, so it's one thing, you know, for them to go on the road, beat Dallas when we've been when we were in the Super Bowl two years ago. Okay, we we're good. We'll 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 navigate that. But a young team on the road, that first road game, um, I I do think that there's a there's a apprenticeship to this thing. I do think your team had to take the steps. We yeah. seen teams in the past have to take steps. So. Yep, Tennessee, Cincinnati did a great job. One to one, you you win, you take care of your home field, which they did last week, and then you run into reality, and that reality, of course, is the Tennessee Titans, which um, you know, are one one of the most well coached teams in the league, well one most well prepared teams in the league, and I think that again, that experience, that savvy that you talked about, and then that lack of discipline that Cincinnati can show at times, in which they even showed against the Raiders. Uh, will will ultimately do them um do them in. But again, Burrow is actually to your point. Burrow can wreck a game, like he can. Him and Jamar Chase can absolutely wreck a game. So, I think Tennessee will take away that run, will take away mixing, and then be like, okay, Burrow, show us what you got. Show us. So we'll we'll see what happens with that. But I do like Tennessee in the game. Uh, Green Bay, San Francisco. Saturday night, I have a hard time, despite how much I like San Francisco against Dallas, despite how much I respect San Francisco, I had with some of the injuries they have, and I know those guys will play, but they're going to be hobbled. I have a hard time imagining San Francisco winning this game. What are your thoughts? Agree. Green Bay's going to win this game. This ain't the round Aaron Rodgers is going out. This ain't it. Not against this opponent. Nope. You know, it's it's, it's funny. Uh, they're, they're like, you know, they did like, no, nah, you can't trust Jim. No, nah, no, not this game. Not this game. There's no way I'm picking Garoppolo 49ers over Aaron Rodgers in the pack. Not a chance, not a chance, not a chance. Um, I'll be stunned if they win this game. I'll be stunned. Sam Phil will stun if they win. I give them no chance. Yeah, I think it'll be a physical, mental contest. I will love watching the game, but Green Bay will ultimately win, even if it's by three. I can see a situation where San Francisco can hang in for a half, but I, I think the wear and tear from last week, coming off that type of win, and just going facing a Green Bay team that's going to get they're going to get people back. I, Alexander, Bakari, um. Smith, uh, uh, Smith are all scheduled to all scheduled to play. Zaria Smith, all scheduled to play. Uh, a fresh Green Bay team, a motivated Green Bay team. Um, and Jimmy G still has that thumb issue in the cold weather, which won't help. Um, yeah, I have a hard time. Hard time. I and mean, again, I know San Francisco has had success against Green Bay. They've ran against Green Bay. They've been physical. You know, they've, their physicality has bothered Green Bay in the past. But I, I think I don't think those teams, this team is, is as good as those teams in the past that faced Green Bay. They're not, I know, as a matter of fact, they're not. I know they're not. No. And I think Green Bay um, has met the challenge this year physically. I know teams have, 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 run on them, have run on them of late. But for the most part, Green Bay's defense played well this year. And... I, I just think again. I find that I have a hard time 
And Norm, again, Green Bay, this is not a round that Green Bay normally goes out in. I mean, Green Bay, yeah, we, we talked about the Giant game years ago. That was 10 years ago, that divisional game with Eli. That was 10, that was 2011. Of late, when Green Bay has made the playoffs, they've made it, they've at least won a, either won a game or got to a conference championship. So they don't have a pedigree of going out early uh, in the Aaron Rodgers era. Um I was going to say, you're saying a lot of words, and none of the words is Aaron Rodgers. I don't like to boil games down to quarterbacks and quarterback yeah. play because I think yeah. it's, it's simple. But um, Jimmy Garoppolo, one side, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Just, it just doesn't get simpler than that. No, if you it told doesn't. me, like, Green Bay had a horrible de- defense, I could hear you, but they don't. They don't. No. They're a complete team. They're yeah. complete. They, yeah. they don't. So no, uh-uh. I can't. I can't. I can't lean towards Jimmy Garoppolo. Not in this matchup. No, no. Um, I know I was wrong on Dallas. I know that, but not this. One. <laughs> this one, I'm not wrong. They uh. So yeah. So these teams again. These teams. You know, it's amazing how these rivalries have get re get uh get restarted. I mean, you know, <laughs> when when Dallas. And Green Bay, excuse me, when Dallas and San Francisco would run the NFL, basically, and that was the de facto championship, it was Green Bay that interrupted that and really put Dallas, excuse me, put San Francisco just away for a good, uh, I, I, I would say basically for a good decade. Uh, I remember it because, you know, everybody was talking about Dallas, San Francisco part four. Um, in terms of meeting another conference championship in Green Bay, you know, kind of comes out of nowhere, not comes out of nowhere, had taken some steps, made the playoffs, but came out, basically came out of nowhere from the standpoint of nobody expected them to beat San Francisco in that divisional playoff game. And and it wasn't, uh, it really wasn't, I mean, it was a 10-point game, but it really wasn't even that close. And San Francisco, San Francisco was not heard from for a while after that. So these teams have a lot of history, um, two, legendary, two legendary franchises, but again, I I think this game. I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if this if this game is uh you know, like thirty four seventeen something like that. I wouldn't it would not surprise me at all if it, if it is like that. Same six, so I have to keep that score down. Yes, yeah, no, they had they yeah they have to be yeah it has to be early twenties. It has to be that twenty one seventeen that that type of game. Yeah, yeah, they can't they can't go down the field with uh with the Packers. Um. As far as Sunday, yeah, we talked a little earlier about Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, uh, Los Angeles. Uh, of course, Tampa Bay will be hosting this game. Um, this is a rematch from early in the season when when the Rams played one of their best games of the season against Tampa Bay. Um, they had the personnel that can bother Tampa Bay from a defensive standpoint. They can, of course, we know. You know, you have one. You want if you have any chance against Brady, you have to get pressure. They have a front four. They have guys that can get pressure. They have a a secondary that can hold up. Um, so it's I I you know I kind of look at this game. Good matchup. This is a it's, good one. Yes, a very good matchup. I kind of look at it like Georgia Alabama. I think on I think the Rams are probably the better team, but I paper on paper yes on paper, but you know gotta do it. We're talking about. We're talking about. Against that man, you got to. You got to beat. You got. You got to beat the goat. 
you got to you going up against the goal. You got to play all sixty of those minutes. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, at a high high level. Yeah, that's the test. That's the test always. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see, like, how much patience Tampa Bay, excuse me, uh, the Rams no. have. I, the Rams have because no. we know Todd Bowles' defense. Todd Bowles' defense is going to – they will give you all the underneath throws in the world. Go ahead. Take take five to seven yards. Take seven to ten yards. Cool. Cool. We're not giving you nothing over the top. So, patience from that standpoint and also patience with the running game because we know Tampa Bay is a top-run defense. So, you might only have – you might run the ball ten times and have like 18 yards. Do you have the wherewithal to stay with that? Yeah. So they, I think it's going to be more. It's going to be a. It's going to be a psychological chess match um, between McVay and Ty Bowles. I think Ty Bowles tying. We talk speaking of coaches who might get a job. Ty Bowles probably could get another job this year. He he's definitely going to be interviewing for some. Yeah. For some that, I, that I would like to see. That one I would like to see. Yeah. Um, he's. Turned into a just a top, I mean top defensive uh defensive mind um in the league. Um and rightfully so. Um but that to me is the Rams patience will decide this game. And we know how impatient Matthew Stafford can get. Could not agree more. So no. this would this would be a fascinating game. And also, I mentioned this earlier. The most important player in this game might be well probably is going to be the the Tampa Bay right tackle. If he's not right, Tampa Bay has problems, major problems. So I would be keep your eye on Worth and how he's moving. You expect now again they're both Jansen and Jansen was a little nicked up too, but I think Worth Worth was clearly more serious because he uh, he left the game. Um, if Worth can't if Worth can't go all the way, and he's you know he's hobbling around, is it can get it, this game won't be a blowout, but they will be on Tom Brady's ass. Then then we'll see what Tampa Bay does. It, it, it gets really real. It gets yeah, really. It gets real. super. It gets yeah, very real. Once you once you able to get that consistent pressure on Brady, it gets really real. Yeah. So watch that. Perk up and be like, okay. Okay. Yeah, watch that. Yes. Watch that early. Yeah. I like Tampa close, but I would not certainly would not be at least be surprised if the Rams won this game. I really want the Rams to win this game. I'm sure. Yeah, I both of us do. Not go against. Um, I I gotta see it. I gotta yeah. see it. I think they are in prime position to be picked off. Yes, but. I've been down this road just way too many times before. Yep. Um, as have we all. Um, yep. So, um, yeah, they're in, they could not be in more prime position. But yeah, if you ask me to lay down any type of money that I care no, about, no, I got to put it on Tampa Bay, yeah. and I got to put it on them by three. Yeah, this will be a, this will be a, this will be a very close game. Um, yeah, it should be a it should be a fun chess match uh, with, with again with McVay. And, and and uh Todd Bowles and all you know and also vice versa with the uh with Arians and and uh you know and the, and the Rams defense as well. 
Um, and of course, we get to the the main attraction. Um, I saw the line on this game. This basically is, is when I mean toss up. Uh, Kansas City was a one point, a one and a half favorite oh, at wow. home. Oh wow! Even more. Wow. Yes, one and a half. Wow. Yeah, it's razor thin. So it that's is. that that a lot. Buffalo earned a lot of respect from what transpired last really? week. This is another beast. This is a different beast, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, go ahead. Yeah. No, you go ahead. Uh, so this game is incredibly hard for me to call because I know how I feel, but the words can't come out my mouth. Um, because <laughs> if I feel like I jinxed them in any way, I just won't be able to handle life. Um, so um, this is what I've been thinking about. How, how, do, I, how do I analyze this game? Um, or call this game. And so this is what I will say. Um, the reason for that line, I believe, is twofold. One is um, one is because of the, of the performance we just had, of course. But the other reason is because um, of what we did to them earlier in the year. What people know is the exact thing that I know. The Bills are laser-focused. On, on Tampa Bay, which is why the AFC East became such a problem. And the, the Patriots actually became the team we had to pivot towards. Kansas City's always been the focus. This team, and I've said this consistently everywhere, was constructed to beat Kansas City. It is its sole purpose. And so when I compare the feeling I had last year to this year, it is not the same in the least. I am 100% comfortable where my team stands versus Kansas City going into Kansas City. I'm 100% comfortable with where that stands. What I do know about the Chiefs is they give up that ball and they give it up consistently. And I feel very good about that. <laughs> I feel very good about that situation. Um, I do not have any fear that my team will not be locked in and ready to play um, uh, their, their best football. And so um, to your point with Cincy, I would think the fans are feeling some way I felt last year where every play, everything was angst and like, can we, can we, I know we can do it this year. And this point in time, this playoff is now about prove it and show it. This team will always be in the way. The Patriots will always be there in the AFC. You have to beat these teams, period. End of story. If Tennessee wins, Tennessee will always be there. Yep. Um, if that, since he's a little bit of a wild card, but those teams will always be there. So you got to beat them. They're not going anywhere. So it is, it is, we are constructed and molded for these moments and these two teams were expected. So we are as well prepared. I have, I've never had a problem with my team's preparation beforehand. Um, Mid-game, I have pr more problems with. But I believe we would be thoroughly prepared, and I feel very confident about this game. That's as close as I can go without saying how I feel. Yeah, you no should way. be confident. Um, yeah. The question is going to be, so the first game you played, Ozzy played a played a very good game. They turned them over a number of times. Defensively, they did not have a lot of their players that they will have in this game. No Chris Jones. Bolton didn't play. Some sec they were missing a couple secondary people as well. 
So that's not going to be the same Kansas City defense that you face in the uh, that you faced in the regular season. Um, nah, you're not the same offense. You're not the same offense. No, no. Both teams are different. Both teams are better. Let's just say that both teams are better than what they were when they when they played. Um, I think it was like October, mid October, somewhere around that time. So both Even teams. Even though are, it will probably kill me, I want this game to live up to its hype. I really do. I, I think it will. I know. I, I, I can't. I cannot see this game not living up to the hype. I, I want can't. to see both teams a game. No, I That's can't. I, I can't. I Whoever think wins it, wins, but I want to see both teams a game. Yeah, I I, I think it will. I, I think these two. These are two kind of like meteors colliding. It will kill. It will kill. Me. I will have multiple heart attacks. I know what I'm asking for. I do. I understand. But I do. I want to see both teams a games. I actually. I and I. This is a. This will be the fifth time in. Roughly sixteen months that these teams have played. Yeah. So there's a lot. Of, they know each other very We're well. We're acquainted. We're acquainted. We're very well. Very, they know each other very well. That and to that point, I I don't think that this will be a high scoring game. I don't. I I don't. I can see twenty four twenty one. I lean that way as well. I I, I I just think that as I, much I, as I can envision a forty five forty two game. No, I agree no. with you. No. These defenses have way too much pride. Yes, they have way, and it the coordinators are way are too good. They're too well coached. It's yeah, yeah, too much on the line. All the things, all the things are there. I cannot see. I can't see. Just yeah, I can't see it. I can't see it. Here's the big difference, though. I will say this: this does need to be stated. Um, in that game we played we had one major piece that we do not have, and that's Tredavious White. That is worrisome. That is problematic. Um, yeah, yeah. And so um, that 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 needs to be stated, and it needs to be a concern. I know it's a concern, but what why it is more concerning in my mind is because I haven't seen it. Since he's gotten injured, we haven't really faced a team that can take such advantage of that as the Chiefs can. Our main main competitive focus and competition has been the Patriots, and we haven't had to worry about their passing offense um, like that. So um, this will be the first kind of real test of how big of a hole is that, and have they come up with a significant enough game plan to to prove it? That's the only thing that I don't know right now. Um, or I can't see in my mind's eye right now. And that that is a big deal. It does need to be stated. And that is a concern, and that is problematic. Yeah, two things. Um, one, you know, the, the question would be, can you, can you can your team run the ball against Kansas City? So that will be, be a major factor. And two, we've seen Kansas City over the course of the season cut down, cut down their turnovers. Uh, which wasn't hard to beat the way they were turning over the ball, but they have done a better job of taking care of the ball for the most part. But they still, in their heart of hearts, they still want to go two plays, 80 yards. They've shown more patience over the, course of the, over the course of the, of the season, especially towards that eight-game eight game winning streak. But they still want to go for the big plays. That Please never goes away. Get out of my head. Surreal, I was having this exact same conversation last night. You could not be more accurate. And the way that I described it was um, exactly like that. Um, 
they have, and I give them all the credit in the world. I thought this would take an offseason as well. They have changed the game plan. Right. To be more patient. Absolutely. But their players' instincts aren't there yet. No. That they need an no. offseason for. Yeah. To change the instincts, because you're absolutely right. You can see their they can go patient and they can do it, but nobody's excited doing that. No. Nobody's liking that. No. I mean, um, it would be Ari according to They're good for it. They're good for it. Yeah. They're good for it. If they if they do a turnover free game, I'll be disappointed. I'll be disappointed. I am anticipating to yeah. I am. I yeah. am. Yeah. I yeah. am. So um, yeah. So to me, the question is, can will I mean I mentioned this about the Rams and Tampa Bay, about the Rams patience against Tampa Bay's that 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 Tampa Bay's defense will force them to have or will test your your defense is similar from the standpoint of you will test their patience greatly and will want them to want to kind of like kind of bait them into going you know trying to go for the home runs instead of the singles that's the exact game plan we're going to run absolutely well and the big thing the big thing is going to be tackling yes yeah, and again, when you and you Harden to, and Kelsey are the the well, the, I, I was just I was just about to get this. You have to, and you did this in the first game. You you know they got they have two nuclear weapons. You have to take away Hill. You cannot yeah. let Hill. You can't. No. You can't. He can't no. get over the top. Hill, Hill, you can't. Hill unlocks their entire offense. Yes. Hill, you can't. You just can't. You just can't. You just can't. That that's just the that. Nope, can't happen. Can't happen. Just can't. That one can't. Now the other one is a problem because you can only take away so many things, and so the way to get at Kelsey, what we did in the game against them, is you you have to pound him, run multiple defenders at him, um, uh, to get hands on him, get him off his routes, get get them off the timing. Because then that's when Patrick Mahomes starts to scramble, and then that's when you need your front four to be doing their jobs at that point in time. The Chiefs present all types of problems. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> all, yeah, they, problems. They, yeah, they, all that sounds great to say. It does sound great. It sounds <laughs> great. <laughs> Damn hard to stop. It does. Yes, it does sound great. Yeah. So honestly, this is the beginning of the game. Will be very um, interesting for me. I will feel very confident about how the ultimate end will go if the Chiefs start slow and give up the ball, as they did with Pittsburgh. Right. I will feel really good about that, even against one of their hot streaks, because I'll know it's coming. Like, it's coming. Like, that, yeah. that, that's coming. They're too good. Um, so I will feel good about that. If they start off clean, I will be very concerned. Yeah, that, <laughs> that yeah. So they, so to your point, they they, they you, will come entirely be on, and we cannot make a mistake. You you have you in this game, you have to hit first. Like you have to hit first. Like they they can with they can withstand a slow start. Home crowd, we know what type of runs they we know what type of runs they they capable of going on. You can't withstand a slow start. If they uh, have a slow start and we don't have ten after that first quarter, it's right. A problem. Yes. It's a yes. It's a problem. At yep. least, at least ten. Yep. Yeah. It's a problem. Yeah, because they, they, yeah, they. I mean, we again, we've seen the Chiefs. 
throughout the course of this run, get off get off in playoff games, have slow starts, you know, and um, and then next thing you know is fifty one thirty. So it's like, yeah, we so they they I mean they have they they can they can they can they're more than capable of getting off the slow starts. I mean we so that that's that's there. That's out there as a as a strong possibility as a possibility for them to get to for them to get off to a slow start with some three and outs or some turnovers or something like that, sloppy play, um uh, and what have you. But like you said, you they you can't allow them to get off to a clean start. That's the overall point. You can't. They can't be clean from the beginning. Nah. Nope. Nope. Especially with that team, because they script so much. Yes. That's why the beginning in all the games, the beginning of the game is so important. It's just so important. But especially when you go against that that tree that really really scripts their first um fifteen to twenty plays. Um. You gotta present them with with different things. You have to. Yeah, no, no. It, it's it's a fascinating matchup. Uh, it's it's a heavyweight matchup. I'm glad it's in prime time. It should be in prime time. Um, definitely the game that I'm looking forward to the most this weekend. In, in a weekend of some of a lot of some very good games, of course, with the with uh, with divisional you know, divisional play. Excuse me, the divisional round normally is, but um. Yeah, these 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 four teams, these eight teams, these are the heavyweights. You have a nice mix with these eight teams. You have the perennial dominant powers with Kansas City, and of course with Tampa Bay winning the Super Bowl last year, and Green Bay and their tradition and locking that door. Then you have this, you have these young up and coming teams who are trying to, you know, get ahead of the, you know, jump ahead in line. Um. And you have the team that says it's still our time. We're not trying to give it up. No. Yep. You got that team. We still here. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want, yeah. And you, it's, it's a nice. All the future. You're the past. We're here. Present. Yep. It's our time. And they're not yep. trying to give it up. Yeah. At all. So it's a nice balance. Yeah. Of, of, of teams here. And um, again, Look no further. Look, look, look no further in terms of what you need to succeed, to succeed in the uh, in the playoffs. Rodgers, Brady, Allen, Mahomes, yep. Earl. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. It's it's just true. It's just true. Um, I will. I'll say this. Uh, for me personally, this is the first time in this new iteration that I've been like, "Oh, we're here." This I will be. Last year, when we lost to Kansas City, I was not disappointed. I was just like, oh, we weren't ready. We, we right. just weren't there. Yep. This time, I will be disappointed if we lose this game. You should be. I'll yeah. be disappointed. You should be. Um, because I do. I feel like we're here. We, are, we belong. We should be on this stage with everybody else. Yeah, you belong here. Yeah. No, you, you clearly yeah. belong here. You belong here. Yeah. <laughs> No, you you clearly you know you you belong here, and they and they and they can't say knows you belong here. That's the thing about it. they. There's a mutual respect. They know, you know. They yeah, know. Yeah, we, we announced it fairly clearly. What yes. our yeah, they know. Um, so, but yeah, that's why I said I I really messed with McDermott for that. He he does not back down from any other franchise, any other coach at no, all. Not kissing rings. He's not kissing rings. No, no. Get them rings out my face. Yeah, and, and, and again, 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I give no. I got. I'm glad you made that up because I give McDermott a lot of credit because after the New England loss at home, he didn't yep. he did not panic whatsoever. He said, you know "What? He was not impressed. I was impressed. He was not impressed. He was not impressed. No, he, he was wasn't. <laughs> he was not. He was not impressed by that at all. <laughs> and what you got to appreciate about any franchise and when it's happening with your franchise, you can really appreciate it. And then he did something about it. Yep. They fixed yep. it. They yep. did. They fixed the things that were bothering everybody. Um, me personally as a fan, they fixed it. And that honestly is all you can hope for. Um, because losses are gonna come, of course. Yeah. Is that your team learns from it and then does the things necessary to show that they learn from it. Yeah, no, he fixed it, and uh, like I said, he, I, I think you know that was very, it was very important for him to even to come out and even say to say that. I, I think as in terms of as a leader of the team, and just it was it such was. a it was such a devastating loss that yep. you know, your season could have spiraled out of control easily, yep. easily. Yep, you know I do. That's the other thing. I mean that that coaching staff very much fits my personality as a fan. I appreciate that no matter how much I'm freaking out, they're not they don't, they out don't. No, they don't at all. No, On the sideline, there's nothing. Never ever. I'm just like, okay, yeah. 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 That that's good leadership. That's good leadership. They are, no matter what's going on, they're calm. Okay. All right. Everybody get yourselves together. Yep. We got we we'll be good. We're good. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And they stay on point on message. They don't, you know. There's no weirdness coming out uh, outside of my friend. You don't hear no nothing. Zero. That that fits my temperament as a fan. I can't handle all that LA madness that you be handling. <laughs> I can't deal with that. That's too anxiety provoking. I don't need that in my franchise. That's a yeah, little nice yeah. and steady. Nice yeah, and steady. No. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. No, 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 yes, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. I appreciate that about my coach. That's all. Um, speaking of LA, I, I, I had to bring this up. I wasn't going to bring this up, but you, you I, I'm raising my hand. I did it. Yeah. I did it. I'm, I did it. So, <laughs> I did it. This is my fault. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I, no, so, I brought it up. You so, they, it. Beat, they beat Utah last night when by far it was their best win of the season. It's not even close. And like the first time they've beaten a, a quality team since going back to October when they beat Miami. It's been a while. Okay. It's been a while. They So, okay. They're but, still working on some things. They're still, still working on a lot. Yeah, still working on a lot on a lot of things. So, <laughs> still working some things out. So I'm gonna give you. Here's a timeline of some 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 events per se that were going that are going on. You have the Magic Johnson. First of all, Saturday, our the, the game was on. The, their game was on after your game on Saturday when they got embarrassed by Denver. I was at work, so I was able to catch like the last half of, the, of that game the Denver embarrassment where they just got like slaughtered okay by like by a million points Denver of course is missing everybody except Jokic okay so it, it, I don't want to hear about the injuries Anthony Davis like they missing the half day team as well so they get destroyed in that game Anthony Davis is always missing yeah, he's always yeah he's, he's right exactly street clothes right street clothes is always hurt so <laughs> 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 no, that name will stick with him forever. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And it's funny every single time. Oh, man. But um, he's out. They get embarrassed, and Magic comes out with a tweet. Now, normally when Magic Johnson tweets, it's like, all right, Magic Magic doesn't give the most. Yeah, he he doesn't. He by the way, he doesn't give the most in depth tweets. Like Magic 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 tweets. uh, Steph can shoot. No, 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 no doubt. The Greek freak is athletic. (laughs) Those are those are the type of tweets. Those those are the ones. Yep. But this one was this one had a little spice on it. It did. This one was like basically, the you know this this you know the, the Laker fans deserve better. Genie Bus, that was the key. Genie Bus deserves better. In, in paraphrasing, so clearly, if you know anything about the Laker franchise and about the dynamic of that relationship, clearly that was a message from Genie Bus to the powers that be, and Magic used that to spirit to spread it. To, to spread that message that Genie's not happy with what's going on. So then we get to Stephen A. Smith, who who somebody else who's cool with magic. Okay. He gets to he gets into it. And, and, and again, everybody, the beautiful thing about this is you can see how everybody is trying is taking advantage of the, of the situation in terms of drawing attention to themselves. Magic Magic wants to let you know he still has a hand on the franchise, even though he's never around, which Russell Westbrook called him out, by the way, when they asked Westbrook, Westbrook the question, like, well, what are your thoughts on Magic's tweet? Westbrook didn't disrespect him. He just said, hey, you know, everybody got a right to their opinion. He is entitled to his opinion. I could do with it with what, what I want. I can, it can go in one ear out the other. I could accept it. I could, it's just his opinion, but he's not here. He's not around. So that was Westbrook subtly saying, basically sub, taking a subtle shot saying, like, look, I, I don't give a shit what he think, what he says, but he's. If there's he's one here. player in the NBA who just does not care what anybody else thinks, it's Westbrook. Right. Yes. It doesn't matter who it is. He yes. has proven that over and over again. Right. It really doesn't matter. What but but Westbrook, but what, what Westbrook was calculated with the response. He didn't. The, of the course, he's not going to disrespect Matt. That was yeah, crazy. Yeah. He's very. But he obviously, he's honestly isn't going to be like taken aback by no, anything. No. No. Now he wanted to make that clear as well. Yes. So then you have Stephen A. Stephen A. come out. Yes. And basically break down Magic's Magic's tweets saying, "Hey, that was code for things about to change." So clearly, clearly, if you're putting things together, Magic is leaking shit to Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. There's no question about it. So I, it was it was just funny to watch, and then and then the reports come out. On in the athletic, Sham Sharna reports that basically Frank Vogel is coaching for his job on a night-to-night basis. They base like that Utah game goes another way. Frank Vogel would have been fired. So yeah, this this sounds like the Lakers to me. Yes, this, yeah, this oh, like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything, you're saying, everything you're saying, yeah, it sounds like them. This is Hollywood. This is how the Lakers. This, uh, this is how the Lakers yeah, move. Yeah, yep. It sounds like the Lakers. It absolutely does. So I just found it just. I I, I found it hilarious seeing how everybody was trying to capital trying to capitalize on, you know, on the you know poor play of the team in, in various ways. Like you again, you see Magic, you know, you see Magic, you see Stephen A. Smith. Um, it, it was just like, yeah, this is this is how, this is what this is where the Lakers are at right now. 
This is where their franchise is at right now. And again, I is Vogel. I the way it's going right now, I don't, Vogel probably won't make it through the season. Yeah, you know, it, it would. Yeah, if, yeah, yeah. I, I, not if he's going like no, no. I, 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 pro- I, I would think that. I would give him towards unless they go on some type of major win streak. Because if if they stay like even five hundred like this, I, you go by the All Star. LA is a lot like Dallas in yes. this aspect. Yep. It not only you not only need to win, you need to look good winning. Yes. I think the, the biggest thing, honestly, is that they look so bad. And yes, it yep. doesn't matter what they do. It's just like this is ugly. Yeah, even when they win, it's ugly. Like, no, this is L.A. Y'all supposed to be – this is why you get all the big stars. So yep. you can do big star things and be throwing – just you spoke – that is our perception of L.A. when they have all the talent in the world, all the big names, you know, all the yep. names in the world. Yeah. Um, and that has, honestly, as you have mentioned many times, your track record with that, not great. Nope. So why do you keep doing it? Doesn't make sense. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, just the same reason why Jerry Jones won't hire general manager, you know? And so, and so I think, I think that's why more than anything, because Vogel's a basketball coach. Yes. He would be satisfied if his team is playing good basketball. Right. But I don't know if, to your point, the Stephen A's, the Magic John, the, 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 how all that stuff breaks down and everybody gets into their feelings about something. And then we can't, of course, have any conversation behind closed doors. We need to make sure the entire world knows yes. that we're unhappy right now. Um, and so that's what I ultimately think will be Frank Vogel's undoing. Yeah, I mean, the narrative is already out there. Like, it's already out there that the team is has is, is underperformed. It's already out there that the that he that they're not playing great defense. That they're not playing any defense, and that's supposed to be oh, that's his that's his special. Can't survive this. They gotta play at the in order for him to even it to be even remotely survival. They at least gotta play good basketball. That's the least they gotta do. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But that does have to happen first. It really does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially on a defense again. I I personally as a fan of the team, don't blame Vogel because you took away all his defensive players and expect the team to be good defensively, which kind of doesn't make sense. But I mean, look, <laughs> you know, had it from almost day one, the team didn't make sense. No. The way it was constructed made no, no sense. Made zero sense. And the only, like, you're just, okay, show me how this makes sense. And it has looked as bad as I thought any novice NBA fan could imagine a roster that was constructed like that to be. You don't have to be a genius on this one. You really don't. No. You really don't. You don't have to be watching, be a basketball head coach. You don't. You really don't on this one. This one, you don't. The team makes no sense. No, zero sense. It legit just makes no sense. No. And and what is the saying? Uh, round peg, square hole. Square hole, yeah. Uh, round what is it? I think round peg square you know hole. Yeah. Thank you. That I always get that. Round peg square. Round you know. square peg round, round hole. Something square yeah. something. Yeah. The point yeah. is they can't fit. Yeah, they <laughs> don't fit. Hot. Yes, they don't fit. And what they're trying to do in LA really, really feels impossible. Yeah. And so, yeah, you can't put roster construction on the head coach that doesn't have any say over the roster. 
he's not one of the coaches that has pulled no in the draft like none of that none no. of that as you can see magic and genie and steven are out there having more pull than him <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah nah frank Vogel can't be blamed for this but he definitely will fall on that oh he's, he's gonna take it yeah he's he's gonna be they need a scapegoat he's, he's definitely yeah. a scapegoat that's, yeah. that's, that's, all, that's, that's all in the game it's all yep. in the game. All in the game. You know, that it, it, no, it is millions. Yep. <laughs> That's it. It is what it is. And one last thing before I let you go, I did ask you about this. And I wanted to comment about this because this happened like yesterday with uh, Kyrie Irving. He's um, getting in, doing a post game. Durant, of course, is out for four or six weeks with the, uh, the sprained MCL. Yeah. So they basically ask him, like, hey, does Durant's injury change uh create an urgency for you to get vaccinated yeah and Kyrie is like nope nah like i'm stand this is where this is my stance yeah yeah um and this is what this is what it is and yeah. then the reporter follows it up with basically saying but the team needs you and that doesn't you know basically but the team needs you and that doesn't you know he try to kind of Kind of, I guess he gave away his opinion. I'm sure <laughs> he gave away what his what his thoughts were and tried to inflect it. He was it trying, he was trying to bait Irvin with the question. Yes, to get a very specific response. Right. Yep. It wasn't a question designed to find out more information. No. It was a question designed to get a specific response. Go ahead. Yep. And I guess you know I'm at the point with Kyrie. I'm like, yo. He he's going to die on that sword. Like he's he's not going to like. I think if you're a reporter, he is not going to do what you think he should do. So if you keep asking him about it, he's going to give you the. He's going unless you're just happy with just getting the same answer. He's going to give you the same answer. Like so, I like I I don't. Particularly, def- I mean, I, we we know how we both feel about the stance and, and what have you. Yeah. But I, if I'm a reporter, I'm like, okay, this guy is not, he's not giving me, unless you're just looking for, a, you know, something. To your point, now that's absolutely what he was doing. Um, to your point, um, or to your point, uh, the, the thing that I can respect Kyrie Irving on this is that he's been consistent. Yes. About yep. like he is not wavered, not for one second, not at all. So yep. I can respect that. That he's consistent on it. And so to your point, what is the point of continuing to ask him the question when he gives you the exact same answer over a period of time? It's yes. not like it's, it's over a period of time. Like his stance is well known. And so the only conclusion you can get um, if you're in Kyrie Irving's shoes is, oh, he wants me to say he wants me to change my opinion so then he can bang, then everybody can bang me over the head with the fact that I changed my opinion. Right. And yes. so at this point in time, the only the only people that are going to get something out of Kyrie Irving is somebody that he if he sits down with, it's probably going to be like it would have to be like a player player interview, something like that. He might give up a little bit more of something, some information on there. But to your point, he's locked in on what what he's going to say. If you ask him a question, you're going to get the exact same answer. Yeah, especially. Listen, I'm all one. I, I love interviews and what have you. I'm all, I'm all one about 
a sit down, you asking tough questions, and and I, I, that's cool. But it's te- we're talking about he's not giving you that in a post game interview. Tough questions aren't things that just make people angry. That's the thing that people get confused. Yes. Oh, he didn't like that question, so that was a tough question. Nope. A tough question is a question that makes someone uncomfortable because of the information they have to give up, which is illuminating to the audience, illuminate something that we didn't know. Right. Right. If the question is designed to get at a deeper understanding of why Kyrie, I don't know why anybody would need deeper understanding of why Kyrie doesn't feel like he needs to take the vaccine, but whatever. If you need a deeper understanding of that, then the question should speak to that. But that's not what that question spoke to. No. And so that would be my thing. If you're a reporter and you're going to ask the question, the question needs to be something that's going to inform your audience. Yep. If yeah. it's not and you get the same answer, then you get what you deserve. Yeah, I I, I think with a reporter like and and this is to me as a as a pure journalist per se. Once you inflict your opinion on a question you're trying to ask, it's like nah, nah. I, I, I and I think that's what that report was doing as well. I was well, it's no, it's no longer a question. See, that's what it's not a, right. That's not even a question, right? That's not. That's more like a, a statement. That's right. It's not a question. And language and words are important in journalism. It's actually very important in journalism, and the way in which it's constructed is very important in there. And so. Literally, the thing that we're talking about is a question. What is a question? Yep. And so a question is something that you ask somebody that you want to know more about. Right. That is simply what a question is. My ask of anybody is, what more do you want to know about his vaccination status? Right. Yep. What, that, what is implicit in that question and it's not a question, so we need to stop saying that. No, the team what is saying the team needs you is not a question. What is implicit in that statement, that leading statement, um, is um, don't you feel bad that you're letting everybody down? Yes. Yep. Because of your selfish yep. act. Yep. Right. That's what it. That's what he's trying to drive at. Yep. But that's not asking a question. No. You just want to berate a player. That's no different than standing out on the sidewalk and yelling at people. Right. Um, and so that's what the athletes are coached on. That's what they, that's what he sensed. That's what he knows. And also as a reporter, you know, which players are the more highly reactive ones. He knows he has a reputation for being that way. And so on this issue, again, he's been very, he's remained consistent on it. And so, you're and I give Kyrie credit from this standpoint with his answer. Like you said, he's been two things. He's been consistent on it. Whether you agree with it or not, he's been consistent. And he also followed it up and basically saying, look. To be clear, I do not agree with him. But I don't agree I with his stance. I'm saying I agree. I, I understand. I mean, I I agree with, I, from a standpoint of he's been consistent. That's what yeah. he's been. I don't agree with his stance on it, no. But I will say this. He gave a – the answer he followed up with was a great answer from a standpoint of you're saying – you're telling me – you're trying to get a basketball a basketball answer. I'm telling you, I'm giving you a life answer. So you're saying that taking like the take me taking the vaccine, I'm looking at it as a life decision. You're trying to incorporate basketball in that. He said so he said basically, basically saying that this is well thought out, intelligent brother. The problem is he is existing in a space 
that doesn't respect that at all. Right. All anybody wants to hear from him is that he's 100% committed to the team, 100% committed to winning a championship, <laughs> and 100% committed to playing basketball. Kyrie's thinking about other life things. Right. But he exists in a space that just doesn't care about that. Nope. Yeah, we don't yeah. we, we care. And we, so, the space no, he lives in cares I, about Kyrie, I, the basketball player. That's the reality of it. It's constant struggle. Yeah. And it always has been. His personality has been remarkably consistent as well. Yes. <laughs> no one has ever said, and Kyrie hasn't ever said this about himself, like, I'm in 100%. All I care about is basketball and nothing else. He's never been that type of player, ever. No, nope. Never, ever. His talent is just so overwhelming. Right. He's, yeah. a, he's so gifted as a basketball player. But the intangibles that go along with being, the NBA basket, with being a NBA superstar basketball player are lacking. And yes. that's the problem. Yep. So, you know, Brooklyn and LA as the as the world turns in those two places. Yeah, always, always. It, they, they, those two. always. Those teams are exactly who we thought they would be. Yep. They are absolutely. I was like, how is this going to work in Brooklyn with all these personalities? And it's going pretty much exactly as I anticipated. Chaos everywhere. Yep. Um, in LA, I was like, I don't even understand how this team is going to play together. I don't even get it. They either know something that I've never even conceptualized before, or this is going to be really bad. And it's exactly how I thought it was going to look. Yeah. Yep. So, so you know, watching basketball for a few years, you actually do learn a little couple things, a little <laughs> thing here and there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I listen. I, I, you would prefer your team to be just quiet and consistent, but you yeah, know. I like that. That's my that's my speed. That's yeah. my speed. That's but my fandom speed. That's you know a little too much to ask from those <laughs> those franchises. Yeah, so we yeah. Was, as we until you know until next time, uh-huh. <laughs> something when the next thing happens, which is which is right around the corner, could happen this weekend yeah. with those two franchises. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we will see and continue to monitor, monitor the NBA season. So, but again, big NFL wow. games coming, coming up this week. North Carolina. Uh, real, I think you like messy, dramatic franchises. What happened? I said, I was just thinking, I said, Washington football team, North Carolina. I think you like uh, dramatic, messy franchises. I think that's your fandom scheme. You know, I, I, I just, yeah, I, I don't, I, I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to think about that. Think about that. I do, I do. I, yeah, I got to reexamine. You know, I drive around your team. All it is, it's a lot. It is a lot. It is definitely, yeah. It's, it's non. That's how I think about your health, sir. For the wrong reasons. Good for your health. <laughs> for the much wrong, drama. For the wrong. Much more drama. Yeah, for the wrong reasons. It's a, you know, for the wrong yeah. reasons. That's why I gotta watch power. That's why I gotta watch power. I gotta be entertained from I gotta take a break from the sports. Watch Tyreek do something stupid. Not. Never. I got <laughs> power is my release from these from this these chaotic franchises that I have to watch year round. Um go out there and and and, and try to perform. So enjoy 
the the football this weekend. Um, we'll Sunday, it, the Bills Mafia will be out in full force. We know wow. this. Um, they were out. I, I can only imagine what type of party it was on Saturday. My goodness, into Sunday. I'm sure late into the Sunday hours. Um, yeah, Here's my favorite thing. You just reminded me of something, right? So I'm subscribed to all these different podcast channel, everything, both Bills, Patriots. Um, and so after the game ends, everything like that, um, you know, given a little bit of time, I'm looking, searching crickets from Patriot Lane. Crickets. <laughs> crickets. Of course, everybody can't wait. On, but everything was lighting up. Everybody couldn't wait to get on. People that hadn't been on in years. We're coming on and being like, yep, I just need a special podcast to talk about this. Crickets. All the way. Not just crickets for hours after the game. Not just crickets for the next day. Not crickets for the next day after. They took the entire holiday weekend, and I didn't hear from all these different pod- all these different content providers for um, until Tuesday. These aren't yeah. official, you know, they have a vacation, uh, forced vacation they have to take because of national holiday. These are content providers like you. Right. You yep. can talk anytime you want to. And yeah, you, exactly. you, you run your mouth anytime you want. Cricket yep. all the way to Tuesday. That was my favorite part of last weekend. So I hope to experience something similar this weekend. Yeah, I heard uh, it might be. I, I listened to. Uh, their pod, the current podcast, Tom Kern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I listened to that one as well. Yep. I did. Yeah, they. Yeah, yep. So it was. You're right. You're right. You are correct. You are right. That, that was the one. That was the one. Yeah, because that 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 they had a post. Yeah, I think that was he should one. be given respect. He yep. did come on right after. He did. He yep. His normal schedule. You're correct. Did. No, he did. That yeah. is a shout out. You're right. You're 100 correct. He did. Oh, yep. the, Dow, the Dallas podcast. The Dallas podcast was hilarious. Oh, oh, it was hilarious. Ed Werder and the guy. Oh, they were hilarious. Oh my goodness. Oh, it was. It was. It was. I couldn't listen to enough of it. I couldn't listen to enough of it. Oh my goodness. Um. The Bengals, some of the Bengals ones are pretty good as well. They were not excited about not not the Bengals, um, Cardinals. They were not excited about life after that game. Uh, I'm sure. They, they I'm yeah, sure. they went in. They went on their team. They went in. So listening to something, else, I was like, yeah, that's how. That's exactly how I'd be reacting right now as well. So I yeah. gotta listen to Dallas ones. Too. The, the yeah, the losers. I like I said, I I went Dallas, Philly, New England. The losers were not happy. The losers, the oh, losers, no, the losers not were satisfied with those performances. They were not. The losers were <laughs> questioning all types of things. Yeah, yeah. Gotta love it. it, Gotta it love I mean, it, it's funny though. With this, this will be my last point. Throughout all this craziness that we had this season. Everything, COVID, injuries, whatever. The playoffs kind of, up until this point, have kind of went the way that we thought they probably would go. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah. There's a, for all the wonkiness of the season, what this, that first round told us is there is a very clear divide. Yes. Between who's good and who just happened to be there because there was enough seeds available for them. 
Yeah, I think I'm a like, and I, I probably look. I, I'm probably I probably look at this anyway as a fan of the NFL. But I, I I think that obviously going to the playoffs. I mean, you're looking at who who are the top teams, top quarterbacks, what have you. But also, just it's just you just can't dismiss how a team is playing that last month. It, it just I I I'm thinking about it now. I rarely see a team just sputter down the stretch and do anything in the playoffs in recent memory. The um, coaches they even say this. They view the the season in quarters. Four, four, and four. I mean, when it was sixteen, of course. Right. Four, four, four. And you need to be grading almost perfect A's in that final quarter where you can have B minuses, C pluses in that first quarter. But you can't have that in the fourth quarter. No. Those, four, those last four games, that last month, you're saying. So the coach, they, they've said that for as long as I've been watching football. So, yeah, the teams view it that way as well for that exact reason, real. They and, know. And the they second know thing. They've got to be playing well. Yeah, and the second thing is the, the the schedule. I think I've noticed this year too. And I'm gonna start paying. I guess I gotta start paying more attention. Who are who are these teams beating? Even the teams that are winning games and get to the playoffs. Like, how many quality teams did you beat? Yeah. Like, what was your schedule? Like, I I think I'm gonna be looking at that more so to get a, yep. to get, a to get a better gauge on how good a team actually is. You know, I yep. I think. Because I, I I think the Cowboys and Patriots did beat up on a number of bad teams. Yep. Over the course of the season, in particular yep. the Cowboys. Um, I mean, and the Patriots had and they, the Patriots certainly had more quality wins. I mean, they beat you know Cleveland when Cleveland actually was decent. Tennessee, they you know had y'all on the road. So the Patriots actually you know played had you know played played some tough tougher competition and played. And play has some good has some good wins, but also, but again, there were also a lot of teams that got they beat up on that were just god awful that they that they feasted on, and so did and so did Dallas, and I, I, I noticed that too with certain teams. Like you know, you look at San Francisco, you say, oh, they lost seven games, but yeah, but they they're playing the Rams twice, and they play in a division that is insane. So it's like. They actually might be better than ten and seven versus some teams that might be not as good, having a gaudy record. So I, I think you gotta. It's kind of like what you look a little bit of college basketball. You kind of gotta look at you know strength of schedule and um, in terms of some of the teams that that in our college basketball is different because that's how teams get into a tournament unless they make it automatically and how they get seeded and what have you. But I, I think we need to kind of examine that even further a little bit more. As fans, I mean, again, there are analytics people that do this all the time. You know, DBOA and all these some certain these power ranking teams, they do this like religiously. They 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 measure schedule and and what have you and strength of schedule uh, for their football for their football stuff. But I think as a fan, I'm really going to be keened in more so a lot on who a team is beating. All the wins count. We know this. It's only 17 games. So you if your team your team beats another team, cool. But you still, if you, but if you're gauging your team as a team that's trying to compete at a high level and for a championship, like Philadelphia is a perfect example. Like they beat a bunch of terrible teams to get into the playoffs. You know, so it's like, yeah, they were ten and seven, but they really weren't that. They were probably closer to being a five hundred team than than anything. To be honest with you. 
I think there is a shift that is happening in the NFL, and we're in the process of that shift where it makes it a little bit trickier to identify who the good teams are. Yeah. I think this will be a very telling weekend for the sustainability of Buffalo and Cincy in particular. Rams, you can put in there. No, no, I don't think Rams are that. Um, uh, because they're built more as a mercenary squad. Um, and so like the viability of that, and then next year you'll be looking at will will um Herbert and San Diego stepping more into the limelight is uh is Kyler Murray a pretender to real, then you'll have Russell Wilson's return and different things like that. And so um I think the truer statements will land that the team that you can bank on are the teams with the best quarterback and best coaching combination. You look at them first, you look at those first, you put those up no matter how they're playing, as long as they're not nosediving at the end of the season, you put those those teams up a little bit further and then, then you start dividing out. The reason why like a 49ers team is so hard to call is because you have fantastic coaching and suspect quarterback play. It was the same thing when golf was in um, Los Angeles with the with the Rams. Um, and so then you start spicing it out that way, and then you get to those teams that are just like um, – Well, look at, look at the reverse. You got, you got the Cowboys. You got fantastic players and bad yep. coaching. Yeah, yeah. And so with the, with the two examples, um, Dallas and New England, right, in one example – you have um, a fantastic coach and a rookie quarterback. That's going to make it really dicey to interpret that team. And you could probably interpret them on the lower end. Like they probably aren't there yet in the playoffs. And then with Dallas, the thing that I should have taken way more into account than I did as I was just saying what I was saying was um, the coaching aspect and knowing, knowing, the troubles that Mike McCarthy's had, because what we didn't mention in that conversation is that Mike McCarthy was on a downward trajectory those last few years. Oh yeah. Had. Yeah. Oh yeah. Clear. So, yeah. so yeah. that was a clear disadvantage and a yeah. clear digression, no matter how good I thought Dak was or not, that was a clear digression and should have made my equation way, way more closer than it is. And then you, and then as you said, add in those things that you were talking about, so I think it's a complex puzzle. It is. It just yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. That's what makes the NFL so fascinating. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I'll talk all this mess about the Patriots and then I'll make some moves, do some yep. draft picks, yep. something, something else. And then it's just like, oh, man, I'm right back at square one, fearing them again. That's the NFL. It really yeah. is. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, just how I mean, again, how quickly, and also how quickly things can change. Yes. Like you know, yeah. Look at the Saints were championship contenders for the last three or four years. Now you know, yep. playoffs. You know, Aaron Rodgers could be on a whole nother team next year. Yes. Yeah. You know, things things are gonna happen. Yeah. So. Yeah. Also enjoyed. This is also. A good segue for me. Just enjoy it while it lasts in the moment. Yes, you got to. You don't. You yeah. don't know. You don't know with the NFL. You just. You don't. You got to. 
the, the NFL is the ultimate now league. It is now. It's not about five years from now, two years from now. It is now. That's why I respect what the Rams are doing. We, yeah, no, we're trying to win right now. We, we're not worrying about, you know, we, we, got, we need to do it right now. So we'll see what happens. As always, Mr. Sapp, thanks for joining me. Again, good luck to your team. We'll see what happens. We'll see if they can make another AFC championship. Appreciate you, sir. All right. Great rest of your week. Yep. That's going to wrap it up for this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. This podcast will be on uh, – I'll put this podcast up before the, before the evening is out. Hope you enjoyed it. I will see you next time. So long.